0: Tonight's episode of the Tuesday Night Cigar Club is brought to you by Drew Estate. Come experience the rebirth of cigars at www.drewestate.com and download the free Drew Diplomat smartphone app today to discover nearby retailers, RSVP to special events, redeem points to win exclusive Drew Estate merchandise, and much, much more. Good evening, brothers and sisters of the leaf. Coming to you live from where it all started, that's right, from O'Brien's Irish Pub in historic downtown Temple, Texas, it's the Tuesday Night Cigar Club Podcast. Tonight, the boys toast to 100 episodes. My God, they're still alive. As they talk their way through 1985's Loose Screws, while smoking the pricey Cohiba Spectra Cigar paired. With Pint, after glorious pint of the Centennial IPA from Founders Brewing Company. Let's be honest here, folks. Nobody, and I mean nobody, ever saw this lovable crew of numbnuts making it this far. So let's sit back, light them up, and enjoy the show. Congrats, boys. Well, boys, we made it.
1: You know, looking back over the last four and a half years... Hundreds upon hundreds, literally hours of content, uh, especially watching some of that early stuff, like the first four or five episodes. <laughs> the
2: six-hour megathons. Uh,
1: well, just this, you know, it was very unpolished. Didn't really get into our groove till later on, but as I was watching the earlier stuff, now we're here where we're at, I, I couldn't help but think, you know, despite our, our lack of natural ability, we, we possess that one crucial aspect that all creative endeavors need. You know it, what that is, Ted? Ta- the it? Naivete. Uh, Steve Martin in his autobiography... I believe autobio- it's pronounced naivete. Naivete?
3: Yes.
1: No, you're thinking of Christmas naivete scenes.
3: Oh, yeah, you're
1: right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in, Steve, in Steve Martin's autobiography, which I highly recommend, Born Standing Up, he calls uh this that fabulous quality that keeps you from knowing just how unsuited you are for what you're <laughs> about to do. Thankfully, perseverance is a great substitute for talent. And we are some perseverant motherfuckers. <laughs> I heard that. Uh we're still here and uh which just boggles my mind. Welcome everybody. So does my doctors. Oh, I quit talking to him. Uh maybe around episode two hundred, I'll check
3: this in. Wait, you uh you've been seeing another doctor.
1: Oh
4: awkward
2: <laughs> uh welcome everybody. Uh this is uh from the Tuesday,
5: Tuesday Night, night Cigar, cigar club. club,
2: Episode 100. Holy
5: 100. shit!
1: Um, oh man. man! Yeah.
5: It's misprint. You missed a decimal place. Uh it's oh supposed my. Supposed to be ten. Just have ten. We've only we done ten of these things. <laughs> oh my Jesus God. Christ!
1: How much are we drink? <laughs> uh no, it's really crazy. I, I was looking back at just how the last four and a half years have have evolved. Uh and yeah, Episode 100. Uh, To all you guys out there watching, guys and gals listening, hopefully we've made your long car rides go by a little quicker. Maybe we've made you laugh a little when you're home alone on a Saturday night. In whatever way, our unique brand of humor and blatant disregard for responsible drinking has found a way into your life. We appreciate you for letting us in over and over again. That's what he said. If we can bring you an entertaining story and a few smiles when you're not getting smiles from anywhere else, we've done our jobs. Or we just cool. send
3: you right over the edge. Hey, it's the like, last step.
1: It's like our boy David Lee Ross said uh, The reason I'm so funny is because I ain't even vaguely happy. <laughs> and yeah, I think we cover a lot of our pain here on the show with laughter. And comedy. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then we cry on the way home. Uh, on, a happy t- face. on the way home. Rainy face. I heard you sobbing over there. Uh, amen, Diamond Dave. And before the show, actually, we were talking about we actually formed a new band with our special guest. The grape Is it The Grapes of David Lee Roth? David,
2: the Grapes of Roth? The Grapes of Roth.
1: Just The Grapes of Roth? Yeah. Okay. okay. I still like The Grapes of David Lee Roth, but that can be interpreted a few different ways. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, are yeah, yeah.
3: right. It was The Grapes yeah. of David Lee Roth,
1: yeah. Uh, copyright 2019 Tuesday Night
3: Sugar Club. <laughs> and that's the name of the band. The first album will be Sour Grapes Indeed.
1: Sour Grapes Indeed!
3: skibbly the skibbly Uh
1: <laughs> So, after episode 100, tomorrow morning, we all agree, check into the Detox Clinic i know I, no i'd no, really i'd not, not start addressing that at all. some things i'm not a quitter that was a trick question if any of you said yes there's the door um, get out of our corner <laughs> wait well, hey, i got a little i got a little treat for you real quick
3: Alcoholics go to meetings
1: <laughs> i uh you know i've been talking a lot on uh social media this week about our hundredth episode coming up and uh we got some messages um i'm right. From some folks on Facebook and Instagram.
3: Wait, do we want to read these?
1: <laughs> I only picked out the good ones. Okay. Oh God, there's a lot of really hateful yeah. shit, <laughs> especially towards Utah. <laughs> they don't like you.
2: Uh, so, uh, headphones that intimidates our viewers. I don't know. They're all your
1: relatives, so maybe there's some other <laughs> shit going on there. Yeah, yeah.
2: I don't. Yeah, okay. So beer.
1: <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna read a couple of these. Um, Matt Schwan. Via Facebook said, "I'm usually too drunk to remember my favorite TNCC moments, but I did enjoy the interview you guys did at Cats." <laughs> Our demographic right there. <laughs> and the episodes from Romacraft headquarters. The Turbo Kid episode is probably my favorite.
2: Turbo Kid, man, I love um, that episode.
1: Get this! Uh, congrats on 100 episodes. My Planning and Zoning podcast made it to about 10. I know that's a surprise considering the fun factor of land use law and developmental re- regulations. Uh, this is quite an accomplishment for you all, and I'm proud to say I've been a fan since episode one. I don't smoke cigars, and my beer capacity is featherweight in comparison... Again, with the...
2: <laughs> that's, that's not a shame. That's, not, that's nothing yeah, to be ashamed uh, of. Don't feel bad there. Yeah. That's-
1: but it's y'all's great sense of humor that keeps the TNCC a must-listen when a new episode comes out. Favorite movie you reviewed? Turbo Kid. Favorite flavored note? Baked Potato. It's so bizarre. Uh here's to 100 more man that's awesome thank you uh, that's Brian Mabry on Facebook Brian um, thank you and then uh, here's some inst- couple of Instagram ones uh, the TNCC makes the flights to Houston shorter second thought the drinks while listening to the podcast make the flight shorter if it wasn't for the podcast I wouldn't drink on my flights and the flights would not seem shorter <laughs> Uh, so then you do make it sure.
3: You know, when you know you've made a difference for one person, <laughs> yeah. that they drink you more, and uh, yeah. I feel, I feel your really jam. good about myself. Yeah. All right, yeah. well, so far,
1: two out of three have both basically said, you know, we put them in an alcohol and juice coma. <laughs> uh, now, this is Instagram, so I don't know. The real. DB2 sent us that message on Instagram. Uh, and then here's, uh, a, I really like this one. You guys are just awesome. I tried two or three other cigar podcasts, which I didn't like at all. I was just about to give up, thinking the podcast thing is not for me, and then I heard you guys. Big fan ever since. Three exclamation points. I'm listening to your podcast every day, tune from work, and I watch your show on YouTube while smoking a cigar at home. Best show so far, Sorceress and Killing Gunther. Sorceress was pretty good. Yeah. Killing Gunther. Yeah, Killing Gunther. Uh, just fucking awesome and I'm still half of your shows short. Keep it ballsy, and congrats to 100 awesome shows. Seven exclamation points.
4: Keep it oh, i
1: This oh. is Florian. Again, these are Instagram tags. It's Florian Dure, uh, and he is from Playa del Carmen, Mexico, outside oh, Canada. yeah.
2: Nice. Uh, you know, I was going to give you a bunch of crap for only giving us three exclamation points, and then he nailed it with the seven. Thank uh, you, sir. You want to hear another one? Yes. I could. Why don't we just do a show of you telling us how great we are? Well, this is literally four and a half years. I've got six.
1: Oh, six okay. <laughs> right. uh, uh, two of them are from my mother. <laughs> no, I, again, I left out the negative. Okay. One. Uh, did you know the benchmark for syndication is usually 100 episodes? Around five seasons, it should become a profitable enterprise uh, because a series can be rerun for years after the end production. And hmm. So Tuesday Night Cigar Club can now rank up, there, rank up there with the likes of Gunsmoke, Dallas, The Simpsons, Seinfeld, CSI, and the big one, Bonanza. Congrats on this milestone! Congrats on your unique format and your joy and celebration of the leaf. Robert Holt of Southern uh, Draw Cigars. Hey, wow! Thank you, Robert. Thank you. So, uh, Will you
2: guys call me Hoss? Am I the Hoss we of are the, the Tuesday Night? Podcast. Am I the Hoss <laughs> of the Tuesday Night Cigar <laughs> Club? Uh, moving on. Um, <laughs> Next no, point. I mean I like Haas, right? Right. So I'm I'm Haas. I'm basically Haas. I never watched Bonanza. I don't know what you're talking okay.
5: about. You would. be. You, Haas. Be, you be. Okay, Haas. you can be
2: Haas. I will stop this show right Is it now. Really cool. Maybe i want to be Haas. <clears awesome. throat>
5: I will talk. No. We'll, we'll figure right. out
1: later. No, he, he, he's hoss. Uh, I've derived almost as much pleasure over the years listening to Cade Tut, Yak Boy, and The Doctor as I do from smoking any of the fabulous black label trading company core lines, which are available at fine <laughs> retail tobacconists everywhere. Gee,
3: I wonder who wrote this Gaining one.
1: Some. Gaining knowledge such as Zima's Return to Market, uh, that Curtis Armstrong wrote a book, yeah, and that yeah. most things truly are far too early to tell, Hot takes. are the insights and perspectives that keep me coming back. All right, okay. You all really do deserve a heart... He came back? Oh, he comes back. He did. Um, All right, okay. You all really do deserve a heartfelt thank you for 100 episodes of hijinks, inebriation, cinematic analysis, and thoughtful cigar reviews. I'm really grateful for the last few years of entertainment that I could always turn to in my travels. Having you fellows locally is just the tooth on the wrapper. And then he said copyright uh, Black Label Trading Company. <laughs> so we can't use Tooth on the Wrapper as a little clip there. Um, from Fritz to Arnold to the Boot of Remembrance, I just hope this is the beginning and that you guys continue to be the most unique and entertaining cigar related podcast out there. Still downloading four hours worth of episodes. Derek Matthews, <laughs> National Sales Manager, Black Label Trading Company. Thank you, Derek. Yeah, thank
2: you, Derek. That was a good one. And then we got one more. And okay. then, uh, I'm about to start crying. Another thing.
1: On behalf of cigar rights of – can I say this like in a presidential voice? Oh, I thought you were about to go Barbeau. Bar, oh, you want me to do it like Adrian Barbeau? Sure, why not? On behalf of cigar rights of America, we would like to commend the TNCC
2: for – no, i got to do it. I'm so sorry. I didn't, mean to, yeah, was, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, I, I can't. Couldn't you read it like
3: Bill Clinton? Hey, guys. I, I was reading it I'm like really George Washington because <laughs> I, I thought like it was – I'll
1: just read it normal. Uh, on behalf of the Cigar Rights of America, we would like to commend the TNCC for their 100th episode podcast. The group has helped spread the word on the premium cigar culture and all that it embodies cigars, a cocktail, the gathering of good friends, conver- uh, conversation, and fellowship. Many thanks for helping to spread the word on why the government should just leave us alone. Again, congratulations and let's, to- let's toast to 100 more. Glenn Loop, Executive Director of the Cigar Rights. America. All right. Cigar Rights of America. He took time out from meeting with senators and congressmen to wish us a happy 100th episode.
2: I kind of feel guilty for grilling him when it was on our episode now. Yeah, we gave that him was a very thing. nice, Glenn. We gave Thank a you.
1: Good thing. So, uh, yeah, I just, you know.
3: President Clinton, you listen to our podcast? Much of it, yes.
1: <laughs> I tell you know, already? Um, I just, you know, no one, not...
2: How we, much did you bribe them for all this? We don't... Uh, edit that out and I'll tell you later. Okay. Um, well, that's disappointing.
1: Hey, man. We never pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> uh, mainly because we're so drunk all the time. Uh,
2: but, 100 episodes, man. Oh, my God. I feel like going full Swayze shirtless and doing some Tai Chi right now. I like it.
1: I like it. Well, we could smoke a cigar without working. Oh, I would love to. You'll keep your shirt, shirt some on? some
2: sweetness off this, by the way.
1: You know, uh, Yax was over here Getting that exact same thing. You guys uh, get anything on the cold draw over there? It's quite a striking band, huh? <laughs> Presentation-wise, um, it is.
3: This is a monster.
1: The Cohiba Specter, as in like the James Bond Specter, uh, by General Cigar Company. It is a seven and a quarter by fifty-four Churchill. Wrapper uh, is Ecuadorian Sumatra. Binder is USA Connecticut Broadleaf Binder. Here's where it gets interesting. This is the leaves that are inside the cigar. Honduran Yamastrin, Yamastrin, 2011 crop. Honduran La, and and that fucker called us out on mispronouncing shit on YouTube the other day. (laughs) I'm gonna give him like ammunition for Honduran La Entrada, 2011 crop. Honduran Osa, 2002 crop.
3: You don't roll your R's on Honduran.
1: Honduran. Uh. Mona Lott would disagree It's all about rolling the R's And it's got to come deep from the throat
2: She was speaking French, not Spanish
1: We Nicaraguan Esteli 2011 crop Nicaraguan Esteli 2014 crop And Dominican Peloto Cubano 1995 crop
3: I think when you do the accent It doesn't help you with with criticism For mispronunciations
2: Uh. No, 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 I think it helps it yeah, I'm okay. trying. Shows I'm trying.
4: Yeah, you
2: know. Uh, well, I, I was uh,
3: thinking that this year the Denver Broncos uh, have a good team. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was really disappointed the San Diego Chargers <laughs> moved.
2: Mincy, shush it. I like reading the YouTube comments. It helps him. <laughs> it makes him want to be better. If I wasn't so
1: drunk all the time, dude, that's a what? Twenty-four year old tobacco. Twenty-four year old Dominican tobacco in the cigar. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna save price point for later. Or do you just want to get it over with? Are you wondering why the hell we're smoking this cigar for episode 100?
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. Shouldn't we smoke them a little bit before we guess the price point? No, cigar I, don't say,
2: I don't say so. I don't say so. That's what I'm going to guess. It's uh-huh. going. It's a $100 cigar.
1: It's not that all those co- tobaccos aged is added up to 100
2: no. 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 I didn't it's, do the math there, but... Maybe well, I did. I like, I like Fritz's idea. Like
1: yeah.
6: That you just spent $500 on us. Really? Thank you. <laughs>
1: These sticks cost $100 a hundred dollars piece. Actually, now ninety.
5: No, oh, they've gone down in value. Are you serious? I don't want it.
2: Uh, are you shitting me, Clark? I'm yeah, not smoking this. Yeah. I've got my five dollar stick over here. That's what I'm going to. do. Oh fuck! No, no, it's all. i ask
3: you one <laughs> more time. You're not pulling my leg.
1: <laughs> just light it up.
2: No, I just said because
1: Fritz said they were a hundred bucks. Uh, it, it is the ages of all the ages of the tobacco. It has combined, uh, hundred years of age to it. Usually uh-huh. when I list the tobaccos, it's got like, you know, current crops from last year. This is a completely. I was about
2: to say this didn't even have a uh, 24 karat gold wrapper or anything. No,
1: this 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 thing is completely made uh-huh. of of vintage aged tobaccos, like I said, going back almost 30 years. Um, so uh, it smells good uh-huh. from over on your side of the table, top. Yeah, we
6: can light them. Yeah,
1: light those bad boys up. I'm gonna light mine up. Uh. Would you be so kind, Yak Boy, as you've
5: done now for a hundred episodes, to tell us about the beer? We have of course going with our theme of a hundred episodes. <coughs> hey, what was a hundred dollar cigar? We are doing the Founders Brewing Centennial IPA. Centennial. Centennial. That's a hundred years. That's a hundred, yeah. That huh. is a hundred years. Uh, Founders uh, started uh, back in the mid-90s. Uh, we have actually had one of their other beers, the Wonderful Breakfast Stout. <laughs> that beer was supposed to be uh, You don't have one. I don't have one. <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> oh, you might as well bring, grab another one. I just... <laughs>
1: keep around. A okay. well polished <laughs> machine.
6: <laughs> yeah. 100 episodes. 100 episodes movie. and we still have not figured this shit one. out. Just yeah. don't stop.
5: Yeah. Another one. I'm sorry. One, <laughs> more. <laughs> oh, one more, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um the uh <laughs> Sorry. The uh, uh, founders was uh starting in the mid 90s. Uh, we did had we had their uh Breakfast Stout. Breakfast Stout. I remember that. Yes.
2: Is this the? Is this the? Oh uh, no! Uh, for some reason, I thought this was our third founders, but I think it's our only second. Yeah, so I we think did the we've breakfast only did out. I believe we, we did, did the, the breakfast crawl. Yeah. Uh, it was okay. Real,
1: uh,
5: we liked it. It was really good. Yeah. Yes. Not very hoppy, is it? Not overly. No, uh, it is uh, uh, 65 IBUs, so. Okay. And it's 7.2 percent, so it's just a little bit higher, but you know, not. Not crazy. Right there in the in the. Standard sort of uh, IPA range. Um, as they said, the, as they, their own, uh, they said, bask in this, in the head's floral bouquet. Relish the citric, citrus accents from dry hopping. Sweet yet balanced with the finish that never runs too bitter. So, what year did you say founder started? Uh, in ninety seven.
1: So why is it their centennial IPA? That is a good question. I couldn't find that. But much posers, right? We can, we can...
3: they're also heavy
1: drinkers. (laughs) Something you should understand. Let's just call it a Centennial. Okay, I I do like it. We're
3: only 22. No one fucking
1: cares. (laughs) It's, uh, it's hot as... God damn, it's so hot here. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a really good drinking, uh, cool you down beer. You enjoying it, Doctor?
3: Uh, I am, actually, and, uh, I'm, uh, kind of with Fritz. I'm not, uh... Huge on the, if it's overly hoppy, but I I really like the taste of this one.
1: And to show you just how well polished this machine is, (coughs) thank you, Doctor, for mentioning we have a special guest (coughs) in the house tonight, Fritz Beer. our 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 fifth member, our musical, uh, his music. You hear him every night. Every night on the show is what you hear is is Fritz playing fritzbeermusic.com. Welcome, brother. This is your second time. Second time in, the, in I, the seat. I believe you're our only repeat guest.
6: Well, it's good to be back.
1: Well, the others all died of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, welcome. Uh, we're, we are here at O'Brien's Irish Pub in Historic, downtown Temple, Texas, where the show started four and a half years ago. And it uh, just seemed right to, to bring this uh, special, special episode back to our roots uh, actually, if it was our roots, we'd be in the balcony over the bar mm-hmm. listening to some really bad—I uh, mean, really good really uh, good, talented local, talented artists. Um, but yeah, welcome, Fritz. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me in. It just kind of worked out awesome. You were literally just set foot in Texas like yesterday That's or the day right. before. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know what? What better? Uh, what better set of circumstances to have you down? Um, got a little for you, Texas folks, or you folks that travel to Texas and. Hit up the capital city of Austin. Uh, Fritz, tell the folks why you're back in Texas.
6: Well, my partner and I are starting a bar. Uh, it's called the Bon Air. Uh, it's a, if anybody's familiar, and they're, right, they're probably they are. There's a place called Fast Eddie's Bon Air in our hometown of Alton, Illinois. Okay. <clears throat> and it's literally a world famous bar. Uh, big schooners of cold beer and uh, cheap meats. You know, a, good, a menu of really good food. Very small menu, but also very inexpensive. Okay. one99 Dollar ninety nine half pound burger. Wow. All
2: right. Something
6: like that. So we we are um, with along with the owner of that place, who's a is one of our owners too. Okay. We're starting the Bon Air in Austin, and we think Austin might need that right now because of the the price points that are going on. Yeah. <laughs> price points in Austin for. It's um, so gonna be in you, North Austin. It's gonna be in North Austin on Burnett. And 183.
2: Awesome. It's and a beautiful uh, little part of town. I like it. It's we, uh, got some personality to it.
1: Uh, well, yeah, we it's, kind of, it's nice. We can't wait. A lot of drinkers there, too. Oh, we know. fit right in. I don't know if you've heard Fritz. We like to knock back <laughs> up. <and laughs> Pints or two? Uh, well, yeah. Well, we're definitely going to, um, once once the grand opening comes down, we're definitely get the TNCC down there and uh, do some kind of, live vid or something and yeah uh, absolutely uh yeah man I'm excited for you I'm uh you know Fritz's. My oldest friend. I just feel glad having him back in Texas. Uh, We're
2: so. going to get down there, and he's going to pull you aside, and was like, man, can you please tell Tuttle not to come up here every night? <laughs> hey, you got beer and $2 burgers. What the hell? <laughs>
3: or if he's going to come up here, could you at least ask him to adhere to the no shirt, no
1: shoes, no service <laughs> policy
2: and take those damn headphones off? I'm sorry. I can't
1: hear you. I've got my headphones on. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you and
2: dollar ninety nine burgers. Yikes. Uh... <laughs> Another news: Bonaire has gone out of business. Tuttle now weighs 500 pounds. Uh, oh,
1: I'm sure you'll be fine. Hey, if you can survive 100 episodes of this, uh, you'll you'll be fine. Um, but yeah, man, just happy to have you back. Uh, Thank you. Keep yeah, us posted I, you as, too, as things develop, and uh, yeah, and uh, we'll get we'll get down there and.
6: Um, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate that. I like Texas. I'm, I'm uh, glad to be back myself. I, I liked it when I lived here before, and. I'm, you know, pretty happy to be there. Yeah,
2: so. You should have waited a few months to come down, but...
6: was uh. <laughs> the Texas on August 1st? Oh, we're in the <laughs> soft,
2: soft Texas summer now. God, I just want to kill myself. It's
6: not that bad. Hey, look, I came from St. Louis, and it was 95 every day there. Oh. And humid, so...
1: Well, I should say, we just got back from the... Pen- Pennsylvania. Our first barn smoker drew a state event of the year in Pennsylvania, and it was a record heat. Like, eight people died, like, of the heat wave, like... Uh, Heat
2: index was 108. That was outside in the shade. If you went into those barns, it was like 120.
1: A heart surgeon came up to Tut. uh, We was filming and was like, you need to go hydrate right now. (laughs) He's like, no, 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 I'm a doctor. You need to go hydrate now so I don't have to revive you later. Uh, Yeah, we look like... Again, you're seeing another doctor. (laughs) This (laughs) this guy was was just there. This was in (laughs) Pennsylvania.
2: I mean, it was just you a... This college started with a P. I thought it was uh, Poughkeepsie, uh, you know.
1: And apparently, hi- rehydrating with beer is not the. I saw him frown at you for that. <laughs> <laughs> to- yeah, went straight over to the drink thing. All right. <laughs>
2: doctor's orders. Well, doctor's orders. I told him I was like, "You're not my regular doctor. You can't boss me." You didn't didn't sound like much of a medical professional <laughs> to me. Uh, <laughs>
1: well, yeah. Uh, well, Fritz, you know you're welcome anytime. Um, now that you're local, to, to sit in with your boys. Uh, we love having you, and um, I think it's I think it's going to be a, a fun show to have Fritz on. It's a rockin' movie we're doing tonight. A lot of a lot of rockin' tunes. <laughs> uh, what are your I you know what uh, we j- I jumped ahead to Cody to so we can kind of talk about the beer real quick. Were you we done talking about the beer? Yes. Okay. We also have one other beer um, later on. Do you, want,
5: do you want me to talk about now or do you want? To no, we'll see? do it we'll, later. Okay. We'll
1: do it later. Uh, but real quick, let me finish. Todd, how you, you got a beautiful uh, smoke production coming off that cigar.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, smoke wise, it's, it's a gorgeous looking cigar. Uh, construction wise, yeah, absolutely solid. Uh, there was a lot of sweetness on that cold draw. Uh, a little bit of uh, grassiness as well. Uh, I lit up, and so far, it's kind of treating me kind of uh, on the very light shade of medium. Uh, I get a little bit of leather coming across the palate. Uh, and that's where I'm pretty much I am getting that as well, and
1: I'm getting a nice uh, tingle on the nose, a black pepper maybe on the nose. Let me tell you what the, the sweetness. I think I might be able to pinpoint where that came from. Uh, like I said, the Specter Blend features eight different varietals. Holy
2: crap! I got butter on the nose. No shit! I got so butter on the nose. Bitches. No, Tut, You've actually got some butter on your nose. Though. I know. That's what I'm saying. I've got <laughs> butter on my nose. No, on the retro. Where I just get got that butter from really. But I also just burped as I was retrohaling, uh-huh. and that might change it a little bit. Let's see if you get it again. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's
1: got eight different varietals of tobacco, hailing from five different countries. It's a very complexly blended cigar, and some of that tobacco has been aged in Spanish sherry barrels.
4: That's
1: uh, uh, okay. To accurately, that's where the sweetness mm. is coming in that sherry element.
3: Oh the Steve Perry song. Oh Sherry. <laughs> oh Sherry the drink. Okay.
2: No, it's her. Yeah. Okay. They okay. age the leaves in her. On the very back on the very backside <laughs> of that She's fallen on incredibly hard times. So. On the very back side of that retro hill, top of the nose, a little butter. Butter. How about that? Butter.
1: Well, get this. The Dominican Piloto Cubano leaf that's 24 years old has been aged in what they call tercios, which is a method of aging tobacco by using the leaves of a royal palm tree.
5: Um, and then they, they just wrap, coat it in butter. <laughs> and then, just and then they just put a stick water. of butter in
1: there. Do it low and slow, 350 degrees for about six hours. Uh, <laughs> welcome, oh to, welcome to Flavor <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, And they no, but get this: these these fucking leaves have been aging in this royal palm tree leaf since it was harvested in 1995. So I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in the cigar. Uh, the quality control and construction is of the highest degree don't believe me we'll get this uh, a single pair of just one roller and one buncher are responsible for every Spectre cigar made two dudes make all the cigars uh, With and combined they have over 50 years of experience between the two uh, J- Johnny's Diaz how would you say this name J-H-O-N-Y-S
3: J H O N Y S.
1: Johannes.
3: Yeah, it's probably it's probably a soft J, like yogging
1: So, Hannes. Hannes. Hannies. <laughs> Sorry. Jan. Yo, dude, who cares? Hey, Mr. Mr., Mr. Diaz, <laughs> uh, Vice President of Operations for General Cigar uh, Dominicana, said this Cohiba Spectre is like the finest Bordeaux wine. The tobaccos we selected are the product of ideal climactic conditions and a passion for tending to the tobacco at every step of the process. Through proprietary aging techniques, these tobaccos have developed in flavor and complexity, resulting in a smoking experience that cannot be otherwise replicated. Although the Spectre was originally limited to just 180 boxes of 10 when it was released last year, which is when I got these, so that means we have five of 1,800 of these ever made.
2: Uh, okay, normally we always say that we try to smoke things that you can get, but screw you tonight. It's no, you, our hundred episode. You can get these. I was oh, saying, I mean, then rush get, to your retailer and get these right There's now. no need to get
0: volatile <laughs> with the audience.
2: <laughs> screw you.
1: These are for us. They, they, fuck they, yourself. they actually did release a, a, smaller, <laughs> a smaller bit, uh, this, the, well, I guess what was left this year, uh, at, at Vegas. Um, any questions other than how did us assholes get these?
2: Uh, apparently, the answer to that is we logged on to a website and got them.
1: No, these were a gift from someone. Oh, gift? These
5: were a gift. We did not we did not acquire these on our own.
2: I was about to say.
5: Who was so nice as yeah. to give us a gift?
2: I'll never tell.
5: <laughs> d- All right, let's move on.
1: <laughs> I drink a lot. I forgot. So if you gave these to us, uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <Thank> uh, you. <laughs> you know, so many cigars floating around. You're just like, eh. Uh, um. Uh, no. So, that's the cigar, Doctor. You you got a beautiful ash going over there.
3: Uh. Well, I think. Oh, the <laughs> cigar. Mm-hmm. I have been working out. Uh. It's funny because everybody's palate's a little bit different, and you just pick up certain things. I've always had trouble with getting leather as a flavor, but I think I kind of got it a little bit there. Definitely a sweetness. I always I always feel like there's some kind of like vanilla bean, even though I'm not really a coffee drinker when I. The sweetness comes in like that. Um, but yeah, uh, I can actually see that. Great aroma. It is a nice uh, smelling.
1: It's a very nice smelling. As Todd
3: pointed out, just uh, yeah, construction and
6: burn is, is really
3: perfect. Yeah, both you
1: guys have identical ashes going on that. Fritz, your ash is looking pretty good, too. Are you are you enjoying and it? I
6: actually tapped off there, too. Oh, did you? Okay. But yeah. Yeah. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I'm enjoying
1: it, yeah. Man, I'm just leather... Um, a little bit of earthiness with that leather on the draw, and then just that pepper on the nose. Uh, but it, it's, it's, I thought it from the look of the cigar, I just had an impression it'd be a stronger cigar. Um, I'm actually surprised just kind of how medium
5: yeah.
1: in strength it is. Uh, what about you, boy? Uh
5: Cold draw, like I said, I had that sweetness, and I, I identified it more with like, uh, like dried fruit, like apricots or something. But it had a, I had a really long, uh, also just a, a strong hay. But like, uh, you know, so like uh, fresh cut. So I mean, more, more, more towards just the the grassy smell or taste with that, and then you're not right. getting that on the smoke though, are you? No, that that basically disappeared, and I'm kind of it just it's very mild uh, spoke of leather. I just got a very mild of that, but I'm getting a little bit more of like the the pepper on the initial light up. Yeah. So see how that uh,
1: to be continued. Um. Well, before we get to tonight's amazing movie, uh, we have one more piece of business to discuss. As the doctor said, it's a celebration tonight, but through well, you said it much
3: Celebration more. and commemoration. There you episode go. Episode 100.
1: Uh, as you can see, if you're watching us on YouTube, we do have the boot of remembrance on the table. I was going to push it to next week, but
2: this guy deserves uh, deserves some props.
3: It's for Tut. He's been a
2: cyborg <laughs> since episode 48. <laughs> That is correct. You are now dead. Did you ever tell his wife? <laughs> she she's has never, been satisfied. She's different ever <laughs> since I've been here. She's so <laughs> happy all of a sudden. Uh
1: no, when Tut texted me last week to tell me that Rutger Hauer had died, uh and did we want to fill the boot for him, a flood of movies like I just kinda <sighs> sat there and just I just started a flood of movies started flashing through my mind, such as just soak this in, Nighthawks.
5: Yes.
1: Blade Runner. Yes. The Hitcher. Oh, God. yes. Lady Hawk.
5: Oh, my God. Surviving the
1: Game.
2: Ah. Oh. <laughs>
1: Forgot about that one,
2: didn't you? I, I actually, did. I actually did forget about that Wanted one.
1: Dead or Alive. Yes. Escape from Sobibor, which was a big one we used to have to watch we still in
3: We haven't gotten out of the 80s yet. Watch
1: at it. school. Uh, Blind Fury. Yes. Oh. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. And then recently, a uh, really phenomenal uh, film he was in, Hobo with a Shotgun. Uh, and this is just 10 off the top of my head and he's great
3: in Sin City yeah he's he's all over the place
1: literally the dude had 173 individual acting credits on IMDb I believe it which I think he was 75 when he died I mean that's like a movie a year that's three (laughs) no if you say I started acting when he was 20 I mean that's Three, four movies a year his entire
2: life. Rucker yeah. Howard came out of the womb acting.
1: He was a working <laughs> fucking actor. Yes. And that's one of the things, we mentioned this on a previous episode. What I love about him is, you know, when he did, when he kind of got a resurgence with Hobo with the Shotgun, he was kind of no way, he was always around, but it was just, uh, it kind of like, you know, do you regret any of the straight to video, you know, shitty movies that you've done? He was like, well, for me, there's no shitty movie, it's work. And I learned stuff on those movies just like I learned on the big budget movie. And, you know, what I'm an actor. What the hell else am I going to do? And work. And I, you know, have chops, we'll, we'll travel. Yeah. Do it. And, uh, jeez. Uh, known, like I said, just as much for his workhorse production as his Matt Cade esque steel blue eyes, <laughs> Rucker Howard lit up the fucking screen. Wait. What was
4: that? Huh? I, I, Lady I, Hawk
5: was the the movie where he was on the horse. Oh. Uh, I (laughs) thought there was some sort of comparison you just made. (laughs) I got tinnitus. tinnitus. It it acts up He lit up the fucking
1: screen every time he's on it, and he was one of the rarest of things. He was a strikingly handsome kind of oddball. Like, there was something always just... Even when he was playing just like a bounty hunter in One of Dead or Alive, he was a a really good-looking dude, but there's just something... He was always... He always added something that just made yeah. He'd never played anything just yeah. vanilla. He always gave it a quirk or, you know, he always gave his characters little little touches. And, um, man, I just love the guy. On July 19th, he passed away at the age of 75 in his birthplace of the Netherlands. And tonight, August 1st, we will fill the Buddha Remembrance and chug it down in his honor. Uh, thank you, Rucker Hauer, for over four decades of high-quality craftsmanship. Here, 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 here. Uh, you a fan?
2: That uh, Hitcher scared the absolute bejesus yeah. oh, out of me. Shit, man. Uh, I thought that that was so messed up, and it just really gave me nightmares. Uh, it's easy, and man, when when the news hit, all my friends who are sci-fi geeks, you know, were throwing the Blade the Blade Runner quotes out there, and man, I, I don't want to poo on that because it's such a trans. Transcendental, transcendental, whatever movie. Transformative. Trans sure. Transcendent. I mean, it's, that's where you're going. Transcendent. For. Yeah. Thank you, doctor. I, have,
3: I haven't got to that English course yet. Probably because you let some other hack treat you when you were in Pennsylvania, <laughs> but that's all right.
2: <laughs> it's such a, a, a great movie that you can't fault anyone for going for it. But uh, you know, there was so many out there. Like Blind Fury was, for some reason, I latched on to Blind Fury big time it hit me right at the time right at the age where i'm like mentorship was really cool and here's this blind guy just whooping butt all over the place uh i i really i really liked the way he went about his effort when when y'all told me that you know there's no bad movies that he was just like he's as, just as thankful for the crappy movies as he is for blade runner because he's always learning always working it, it to me that spoke that, that spoke to me. It was like that's what a professional is. It's you sign up, you take the check, and you do and you work your butt off for it. I mean, if there's not a really objectionable reason, you don't say no. Well, I mean, how many how many movies have we done where a star's walked in and just phoned it in? Yeah. I mean, you're like, What is this guy doing in this movie? Well obviously he's just there to take a check and that was it because that's all he did. It just sure. But Howard never would. I mean, he was—he was—he brought it. You can see in his eyes, having fun. I mean,
3: you know. you've heard people say the opposite too, which really is a pet peeve of mine. When you hear some actor say, "Oh, I wish I hadn't done that movie," or "That movie sucked," and it's like, oh, "Okay, yeah. it didn't suck when you took the seven figures for it, asshole." Right. I mean, so you know, if you're not—if you're not proud of it for whatever reason, I don't think you go on record stating that.
1: No, you, can, you know, keep your mouth shut. And
6: Dennis, Dennis Hopper always said, "Hey, I—I was—I'm uh, always been proud of my performances." Not necessarily crazy about some of the movies. <laughs> In the end, but I always did. I always did like everything I could to make my part. You know, yeah, right.
1: which is all you can do. But like I think, like the doctor said, you know what? If you can take the check, you can keep your mouth shut about the end result. Um. But yeah. So uh, you know what? Let's peel the boot. Interesting note.
5: Yak boy did not care for Rucker hates him. <laughs> Explain yourself. Explain yourself. Uh, I love the
2: man. And it's episode
3: 100, so why should it be any different from the 99 before it? Cade has a few drinks, and it begins to foment dissension.
5: <laughs> and no. the one movie you he's didn't like list right. on there, which is like Damn Russian loves. hacker split over there. Second. Oh, Split Second, that's another oh, great yeah. his, his sci-fi work is probably, it's all the movies crazy. that you don't even know about that don't get the <laughs> headline, Who does are probably some of the best sci-fi, because they're just <laughs> that, that random story. He took that thing, and it was like, you know... Any other thing would just be a B grade movie, and he made it that extra thing because he didn't he didn't phone it in. He he he, do it. he did what he was supposed to do, and he
1: absolutely. Tut has given us the look. He's chugging, baby. He has never, folks, in 100 episodes, taken down an entire boot all on his
5: own. And look at that motherfucker go!
1: He's doing it! He's doing it! It's
5: gonna be him with the bon air.
1: Tut, the boot, the boot of remembrance. Will you guys offer a ninety-nine boot of Whoa.
2: remembrance?
1: <laughs> Tut, I'm so proud of you, brother. Uh, mm.
2: Rucker deserved
1: it. Did you hear that little thank you? That was my liver. <laughs> you, usually I'm the one. Uh, uh, well, how about that? I went to take the boot and put
3: it closer to you, and Tut gave me this look and just said, no, man, this is mine. This uh, is mine.
1: I like it. I like it a lot. How was the Centennial IPA going down in the boot? It's actually pretty decent. It's a really smooth beer. I like it.
2: Yeah, it's not very... I mean, it's not like hop in your face. No, it's it's not,
1: but it also has
2: kind of a uh,
1: a little floral, Mm -hmm. a little bit of floral
2: component to it.
1: As your doctor, your
3: vitals check out fine. Is he okay, Doc? Yeah, just put your hand right there on on the trapezius and you get everything you need. Mm -hmm. Right as rain.
1: I might need you to work on my trapezius later, Doc the boot of remembrance uh and for you that are new to the show uh you can go to our youtube channel and pull up the boot of remembrance video and you
2: should because guess who did the music for it mr
1: fritz beer composed the theme music for the boot of remembrance one
2: of my favorites
1: and uh it's i don't know i, I it might be just me i think it's the greatest song ever written about anything <laughs> um
2: it was funny i can i can i tell the story behind the boot of remembrance sure absolutely um Actually, I wanted
1: tonight to be a a memory lane show where we showed clips and
2: highlights, but me, actually I'm not, I don't, I'm not don't doing rem- all that I work. don't Clip remember Clip shows are a bad well, idea. I'm sure we
5: can just add this in as your I don't yeah, remember yours. exactly
2: how we tied it into death, but I remember that we were watching Hot Dog, which was a, a great fun movie. Yep. And we were always, we, we were always commenting about how they always supported each other. How it was they were just, just like cheering. they were just so damn happy for every little thing. It guys going down like, the bunny slope. Fuck they, yeah! They were a the very, support, they were very supportive crew of friends. You know? Exactly, and we were just kind of like we kind of missed that. We kind of reminisced that. Uh,
1: Love comes at
2: the top at of the, the hill. End, at the, if I can pick up that at the end of the episode,
1: we're pretty blitzed, and we're like, hey. <laughs> After the show's nah. over, we should get the camera out and film us cheering each other on drinking like they cheered each other on skiing. And uh, so we just started taking turns chugging this damn to beer while Tut filmed us. And we put it together, and it was like, oh, wow, for something done at 3 in the morning totally blitzed it, it was it really captured the spirit of friendship well i just i just like it took 50 that.
5: takes to get that by the way just <laughs> I, so many boots
2: i think fritz's uh fritz's marching orders was like uh, watch hot dog see how the friends are getting together and try to capture that thing and it sounded i mean i was like heck this should be in the movie
1: uh it turned out really well and Go- it's
5: bad because you're talking about death <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but we're not we're not talking about death. We're talking about celebration. Right. They were
3: always drinking and skiing, and everything just turned out fine.
1: Yeah. I honestly don't remember why we started filling it up for dead people either.
3: The boot of remembrance. I don't even know where the I damn was,
1: thing came from. Never, One day it was just on the table.
2: <laughs> Look, I don't remember do the co- think, do I think, don't remember the conversation that was like, we need to have a boot of remembrance. <laughs> We need to film us drinking. We need to get Fritz to do this. Nah. And then let's, let's, let's put it all together. Do you
1: think maybe it was like a curse? Like somebody put the, gave this to us and that's like why we are
2: where we are in life? This, well, I that saw you. Boot? Let's well, break I saw, it. Let's kill it. I, I saw you and Rev go head to head in Pennsylvania. I'm There's Pennsylvania. actually a picture of it yeah. on our Instagram. Hey, Instagram uh, do you think
1: Rev did that? Rev put a hex? Do you think that. No, his feet aren't that small. I don't know where it came from, but I'm glad it did. I'm glad it I'm glad it walked itself into, or I guess it would hop itself into our, into our lives. Uh, so uh, good job, Todd. Way to take that down. You okay over there?
2: Yeah, I just got a big smoke up the nose, and now my eyes are watering uh, like I was in the deep end of a pool. Um,
1: okay. Uh, God, it's just it's a very good smelling cigar. It is. The aroma is is really really nice. Well, with no further ado. We've discussed the cigar at length. Yes. We've discussed the Centennial IPA. It's yes. not a very complex beer, so there's not too much I'm to... What's am The 22-year-old Centennial. The 22-year-old Centennial beer. Um, so now that's
3: math the Tuesday Night Cigar Club can get behind.
1: I ran the numbers it checks out. <laughs> uh, so there's one other component to what we do here What's for that? 100 episodes, a movie.
2: Are we going to watch a movie?
1: Uh, as Robert Holt said... He congratulated us on our unique format. Uh, nobody else does this. Many have tried, and then uh, we publicly shamed them and they stopped well, calling Or they went us. to rehab. Yeah, they, they tried to drink with us like us for one night and they're, they're, dead. <laughs> now they're dead. Now they're dead. Now they're dead. Yes. Uh, there's a movie to discuss tonight. And forever, you guys have been like, oh, I wonder what the 100th movie is going to be. Where where would you go with, uh, you know, episode 100?
3: The Grapes of wrath.
1: The Grapes of wrath, perhaps? Uh, No. I wanted episode 100 to be just a perfect encapsulation of what we do and what we've had so much fun doing for (laughs) four and a half years. I've known for a while what movie we were doing. We are doing... Cinematic Masterpiece. Loose Screws, a.k.a. Screwballs 2. Loose Screws, breaking away. (laughs) Nothing's
4: gonna stop us. Nothing's gonna stand in our way. One more time, Don. Loose screws breaking <laughs> the way. We'll
3: come back to that.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm no Fritz beer. 19... For God's sakes, that's obvious. 80... Uh, I like your voice. I mean, I like Fritz. is better, but you're good. You're good. you're good. You <laughs> should. 1985's Loose Screws. You guys ever seen this one before? No. No. Yes. You had?
5: I, I won't lie. Yes, I've seen it. How many times? Once or
0: twice. Four times. I had never <laughs> seen it
3: the entire way through. I was familiar with this movie because if you remember back in the 90s on the USA Network, uh-huh. the lovely, yeah. busty Ron, Ron Sheer. Sheer used That's to host the USA Up All Night mm-hmm. where they played movies of this ilk.
1: And heavily, I caught, heavily, Loose, heavily edited.
3: I caught, yes, obviously a heavily edited version of Loose Screws one late Saturday evening back in the late yeah, 90s. Yeah, on,
5: on up all night. It was only a 15 minute movie, <laughs>
3: <laughs> and it may have been. Yeah.
5: Uh, Fritz, had you seen Loose Screws? No. No. Uh,
1: I had not either. I mean, I had the minute I saw it earlier this year, I was like, oh, that's episode 100.
2: Well, what's what's interesting is that uh, when we were on the flight to Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sit in the middle so Cade can get the window seat. Why do I need the window seat? Because you're researching our movies, and it's not cool to be flashing titty movies on an airplane. I don't
1: want any of the stewardesses or other passengers <laughs> to see what I'm watching on my phone. You nothing but sick, sick bastard. Bastards. <laughs> you sick pervert. So, yeah, I've got my headphones on, and I'm over there giggling. This oh, is yeah, every we, flight we do, and so I'll, I'll just elbow, and
2: I'll be like, he'll look over there and just be like this chick with a big I'm like So you, you were, like you it? You, you were watching uh, screw I
1: was Doing some research, gonna watch, uh, watch the first Screwballs.
2: So uh, I'm, 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 I've got whatever I've got on my iPad, but I keep glancing down, <laughs> and watching Screwballs over your, over your shoulder. Thank you. It's common courtesy to put the the I, closed caption I on. I put so. subtitles
1: on so you can kind of follow the story. Exactly.
2: And uh, I was sure that I had seen Screwballs before, mm-hmm. and I remember telling y'all, I was like, man, I really, th- I, I haven't seen it. I was like, I really thought I saw Screwballs. And you were like, yeah, it's one of those movie that movies that everybody thinks that they've seen. Oh, I was thinking that same thing. And hardly too. nobody has. Yeah, it's it's the name is way more. Then we didn't point out. Loose
1: screws I
3: mean, is actually screwballs 2. It is correct. Even and, it's and, not really a sequel.
1: And you do not need to see Screwballs to appreciate <laughs> <get, laughs> appreciate the storytelling. No, it's art. not like the Godfather trilogy.
3: <laughs> where the where journey that
1: <laughs> Loose Screws takes you on is a it's a it's a you know it's it's a took. Total movie in and of itself. You don't need to see uh, Screwballs one. And did you guys I'm, know there's a Screwballs three? I did not know Screwball to, Hotel. Screwball welcome, Hotel. Which welcome is to 200. M- 200. It's MIA. It's not available anywhere, That's even episode on the 200. dark web. Uh, I had I had a guy I know look on the dark web for it. Doctor. And uh, he <laughs> could he couldn't find it. on Do you there. think I go fishing for patients? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I knew the minute that I, I, I saw Loose Screws. Hey, you got some plutonium for sale. You'd be this amazed is... what you can find. <laughs> hey, four four drunk, party-loving dudes, much like the TNCC, a crew of dudes getting into zany hijinks. How, how could this not be our 100th movie?
5: All we're lacking is a convertible Chrysler. Did you see what Fritz drove up in tonight? <laughs> oh. we're, we're hitting the town lady bro. <laughs> the screws breaking away stars have aligned
1: <laughs> um, director Rafael Zelensky returns to direct after helming the original groundbreaking classic Screwballs in 83 this is two years later um, and like I said the only real thing he's known for is the, sc- the only thing he's really known for is the Screwball Screwball Trilogy um, of which nobody's ever seen the the third film, Screwball
5: Hotel. It's out there. One day. Or we'll find it.
1: One day. What I always wanted to do in the early days of the show, I used to say I wanted the TNCC to have its own streaming channel, like a Roku channel, to where all the movies that I want to watch that aren't available anywhere, like, we get in touch with the filmmaker and be like, hey, let us put the movie on our podcast. Let us stream it on our little Roku channel. We'll give you all the money. I just want to... I just want it to be there. I just want to be available. Yeah. And why can't I watch Screwball Hotel?
5: Like, it keeps me up at
2: night. That's the way I am with robot, robot jocks. Why can't I watch robot yeah, you, jocks? You bring
5: up robot jocks a lot. I just really want oh, like, sorry. a Jay Peterman character that just talks about how he looked for these movies in the weirdest places. <laughs> I was I sc- <laughs> there in the Serengeti. <laughs> I was scouring through the stacks of an old porn theater. But there I found it. I just seem. I remember a man, J.T.
2: Cumsworth. He came up to me one day. Movies aren't. J.T. Cumsworth. was not he, <laughs> he one of the teachers in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> Should have been. Uh, movies
1: aren't easy to make. It just sucks that you know you make a movie and it's just sitting on a shelf somewhere. And it's like, dude, just let us put it out and if that way, if anybody's gonna make any money off it, you you know, it's better than just sitting there collecting dust. Anyway, uh, that. The whole idea of a streaming service with us and a, that would require a lot of energy and
3: work you never know man you time. never know so
2: if, if we ever get that intern
3: I'm
2: out <laughs> if, <that laughs> if we ever intern. get that intern that's gonna be one sorry person uh, man. <laughs> that poor that poor he or she very very poor I'm sorry oh it'll be a he <laughs> um we should, we loose should loose film groups. that
3: a year in the life of as an intern for the TNCC oh, God, you before and after
1: you think they make, make it a year <laughs>
5: Uh It'd be more like the centennial. Oh my god, I wanna film that. I worked that. there for fifteen years. How long has it been? Two months.
1: Oh I want, My pager's oh. going off. Oh god. I wanna film in I wanna film Kate that. Documentary. Wants me to go yeah. again. Bring
3: in some fresh face college kid, then do like a before and after thing. <laughs> we can do a little Simpsons intro. Kate skin.
2: <laughs> Kate skin. He's like 19, 20, or whatever. And then all of a sudden, by the end of our intern, he looks like Keith Richards. <laughs> it's just like, a cigarette tangling out of his mouth. Yeah, whatever, you know. The
5: whatever. TNCC podcast ruined my life. I'm only 23. I'm years 23 old. years old.
1: No, I'm sure it'd be a great opportunity for the right the right young man or woman.
3: I like Tut's idea. All of a sudden, you're speaking with an English accent. You've been here for 12 months. How do you feel? Oh, bloody fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Can we can we have them send their resumes to uh, office at com? That's still an email thing, right? I think so. Okay. We need to get them to also check that email address. <laughs> hey, I've been sending resumes to you guys. At <laughs> You're hired. Now check, figure out how to check that email. <laughs> um, anybody need anything before we get into this movie? Uh, yes, please.
2: Yeah, I need another one.
1: Beer, beer, beer.
2: Uh, hey, one second. Before uh, we get into the movie, mm-hmm. I, I know it's, you know, here we are almost an hour in, or at least like 40 something minutes in, and mm-hmm. we haven't gotten to the movie, but, uh, I. That's I mean,
1: actually pretty normal for us.
2: Pretty much pretty. This isn't
3: exactly Schindler's list for running time.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's it's our 100th, and I want to, like, uh, there's a couple of things that's, that's really st- stood out in my mind. Uh,. For one, I'm a big fan of the the doctor's impersonation of Spader. Spader's my favorite. You could talk like Spader on any type of project, and I'd be like, I'd, I'd be all up into it. <laughs>
1: Uh, the Doctor has. We've done surprisingly in 100 episodes, there's a lot of movies out Man, there. We've I done a couple of Spader films.
2: What was it? It was Breakfast Club. We did the Breakfast Club. Pretty in Pretty Pink. Pretty in Pink. And then The New Kids. Yeah, we did the Pretty in Pink. And I remember when Doctor broke out the Spader, I think I peed my shorts in that. I'm not sure, but I think I had to go outside. It was just. You're wearing your diaper tonight? No, so it's oh, it's oh, game shit. on.
1: He's, well, learned, he's learned nothing over get, 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 get to it.
3: Give it to Thanks a lot, Todd. I mean, I'm really fucking flattered. Are we going to drink the scotch, or are we going to fucking stare at it, for Christ's sake? I mean, I don't know whether to shit or go blind. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll, I'll fucking laugh at that forever.
3: Uh I like the way you guarded that boot, tut. I mean, you think maybe
2: anybody else wanted a sip? <laughs> there, there's there's the uh there's there's a the spada and first nation. Guy drives all the way here from
3: fucking Illinois. He doesn't get anything out of it. <laughs> there's
2: a there's a Spader impersonation. First Nation. And it it was like man, we've had we've had a lot of good good clips. Uh Greg, the pole greaser from Sorceress, was like hilarious. I mean, when I was putting together that clip, I was my wife was like concerned because I was just laughing my butt off in my was office. Was the doctor
1: from Pennsylvania all of a sudden in your living room? <laughs> Jason, I'm going to need
0: you to go hydrate yourself. <laughs>
2: Get out of here! But but as funny as I mean, oh god, man, there's just been so much. The single episode where it was just, oh my god, we just. Yeah, the less
1: said about that one, though.
2: That, I I think one of the funny one of my takeaways though Wait, is we uh, did a Zima episode. We did a
3: Zima episode. Oh we did a Zima episode. Yeah, yeah. I that was there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah That's <was> fine. <laughs> so much sugar.
3: <laughs> uh a little, I guess I don't really fucking remember that one I A little know.
2: obscure film that we did, uh High Fructose once, uh, Pierce, corn syrup. Pierce Brosnan's uh Nomad. Ah uh, uh, Nomad. And the tracking wiener shot. Where? Wait, what? Where? Okay, so the camera was like shot at waist high to Pierce Brosnan, and he's holding this. He leaves wien- a hot, hot dog. He leaves
1: a hot dog stand, and he's holding the wiener right down in front of his wiener. And John McTiernan, the director, stay, <laughs> starts tracking along with him as he walks down the beach, but it's just on that wiener him holding the wiener at crotch level
2: it's like a 15 20 minute track this isn't loose track. screws like, this, isn't, yeah. this is like a real movie no it's, it's <laughs> like we had a, a plot it's, a it's plot like a 15 20 second budget. track shot of this wiener of Pierce Brosnan holding a wiener uh, in actually in you go, go wiener. to our
1: YouTube page we actually have a a, a clip from that episode it's just called gratuitous wiener tracking shot uh uh, I guarantee you nobody ever pointed that out in that film before.
3: Well, as Matt Cade said, you don't sell the steak, you sell the sizzle tut. <laughs> now I'm going to walk down this high school hallway in my linen suit, even though I'm clearly 27 years
1: old, to pretend I'm still a senior. Hey, we he's lost a light. Doctor, any favorite memories uh, <laughs> as we're looking back on the last four and a half years? Or were they just all so wonderful you can't
3: think? Man, they're all pretty wonderful. I remember one time I turned things up a notch when I showed up with a certain cardboard mask of a certain actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tut, now that you've had a boot of remembrance, how do you like to go over a long walk off a short
2: pier? <laughs> oh, my God. That was so creepy.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, uh, it was a mask. I don't want to get us in trouble. Let's <clears throat> say... Uh, R. Dreyfus, No, that's too that's obvious. That's too obvious. Let's call him Richard D. Richard D. Um, and, and, man, you were on fire that night, Doc. Uh, <laughs> oh, that uh, was a good night. Which, you know, that kind of one had to be seen on YouTube, because if you're just listening to that episode, and, yeah. and all of a sudden, you've got this deranged Richard Dreyfus on the show.
2: <laughs> there's a dozen, dozen long-haul uh, long truckers somewhere just going, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, that was a fun one, Doc.
1: Uh, Fritz, you just listened to us the whole way down. You said you were... Kind of streaming us non-stop on the way down. Any, not to put you on the spot. Any? Anything? No. It was, well, Just, I was
6: t- say, mentioned earlier that the, the, I don't know which episode it was, but it, it, it cracked me up because you guys were talking about that thing where people say, "Am I going to need a lawyer?" And then <laughs> of course, and then of course, throughout the whole episode, it's, it's, it was apropos because it came up a lot. <laughs> it's like, so almost any given moment, you're like,
1: uh, Am I going to need a lawyer? Do I need to talk what? to my lawyer? To yeah, am lawyer? I going to need a lawyer here? You know what? I'm not really comfortable. I'd like to talk to my lawyer. Uh, that actually still comes <laughs> up quite a bit on
6: this. Right. I figured for you it would.
3: Uh, oh, with our uh,
1: podcast, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Kind of the, I, think he, I think even our Dreyfus was like, Do I need to talk to my lawyer? I <laughs> might
3: need legal representation.
5: <laughs> uh, what about you, Yak Boy? It's too many to count, but I just love the movies. To where, you know, in, it, it happens, you know, but we find that character for whatever reason. This guy,
1: we are very good at finding these tiniest of character that no one has ever paid oh attention God. to in who's, a movie. Who's your I, favorite? Yeah, cause... I bet I know who he's going to bring out. <laughs> Do you, drunk dad? Or that lawyer, the
5: the realtor guy. By law. No. That is probably my favorite. <laughs> okay, because
2: I was going to go drunk dad. But drunk, drunk dad. dad.
5: Drunk dad is, is, in just one moment, the summary of like, that man's life. <laughs> Excuse me if. Uh, uh. Hey, speaking of which Todd. There was. Uh, a lot. No, no, go ahead. No,
6: no, go well, there ahead. Was, there, go was ahead. One of, there was one. It <laughs> <two laughs> was an intro to a show, and I guess you guys have taken a, a little bit of a break. Uh-huh. And you come back and you start telling the story, and I'm kind of getting wrapped up in the story. Like, then it didn't start to sound true after a minute. But you're like, yeah, I went to down to the Keys and uh, became a bartender for a while. And you, you go on and on with the story. <laughs> Cody's like. That's the intro. That's that's was that cocktail. the that's was co- that's was cocktail? cocktail. <laughs> that's a cocktail. It was either the cocktail or the
1: 90210. <laughs> one. Oh yeah, I've, uh, told lot, I've told a lot of personal stories where it was actually uh, Dylan. McKenna's wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute.
6: That's, car- that's not. That didn't happen. That's cocktail.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was making love under that waterfall and, uh, and Elizabeth
3: Shue and uh,
1: <laughs> her daddy, a rich, real rich asshole. Uh, that, was, that was a good one. Uh, but yeah, you know what? Well, I, I think Cody pointed out a good thing is just. We do appreciate those small character actors who really bring something. They only, they only have like thirty seconds, like Greg the pole greaser from
5: Sorcerer. Sorcerers. Um, you know. <laughs> did he work on set? Who Wait, was, was his did medieval did name did he apply Greg for that job? How? Well, no, we. You named, gave him the name Greg. We Pol- named him Greg, <laughs> Greg
1: because earlier in the show, <laughs> I told the story about how I called to make my wiener dog an appointment at the pet salon to get her hair done, and I told her the dog's name, and the lady did all this, <laughs> and at the end of it, she's like. All right, well we'll see Greg uh, Saturday morning at eight, and I'm like, who's Greg? She's like, your wiener dog. I'm like, who the fuck names a wiener dog Greg? She said, that's what you said. Anyway, it was Greta, not Greg, and I, so I went into this whole thing who the hell would ever name a wiener dog Greg? So it became when we found this pole greaser guy who's greasing up this giant cock to impale dudes on it in the olden days. It just seemed like a nice, a
2: nice name to give. Steady labor. Oh dude um, His yeah. mother told him to learn a trade. Didn't you well, guys talk about a,
3: him doing a reality show, Hovel Hunting? Uh, it
2: was like
1: uh, Hovel Hunters International, where he would look for homes with his wife. She I was, was uh, she was a
2: belly dancer. <laughs> he was a pole greaser. They had a budget of 3,000 sheep. I'm also a big fan of the uh, the original Swamp Toss. Uh, oh. Swamp Toss! Oh, my That's God. Right, uh, I got the uh, DC Unlimited subscription uh-huh. for the new Swamp Swamp thing. Which is okay, uh, even though it's been canceled due to tax any- reason. Did he toss anybody? Yeah, I mean, he tossed it, but it wasn't like Swamp
1: Toss. Yeah, uh, Go back, folks. That was one of our very first episodes that I felt like, man, I think we're starting to really... Yeah. You know when you watch oh, those God. early Seinfelds, and they're just cringeworthy? They're just not like... Yeah, the
2: timing's not there. It's just the not there yet. It's a little bit You know, rough. I
1: think Swamp Thing was around episode ten, 8 or 9 or 10, and we finally were kind of getting a a feel for what we were doing. Um Okay. Good memories. Good memories.
6: <laughs> now it's time to make them go
1: away. Uh, so now, speaking of, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of making them all go away, uh, let's do a shot. we got a shot here. Uh, is it James Sinyak yeah, boy? Yes. Yes. Uh, here's to 100 episodes. Here's to good friends. <laughs> uh, Fritz, you once said, uh, you know, the TNCC is all about smoke, swill, and screen. And... Uh, it's worked out well for us, but uh, we couldn't do it without each other. So here's to you, boys.
2: All right, Cheers. man. Amen. I love you all. Oh, but I'm too lazy to reach for you.
4: Oh,
5: gotcha.
1: Oh, that's good. Loose screws. Loose screws breaking away. <laughs> Sorry, who's, sorry. Who's, I missed a beat there. Uh, you know what, actually? And
2: Jamison we, went down nice. And we, get, we
1: got kind of a side trip. Real quick, uh, you're about halfway done, Todd. It. It's a big scar. It's a big honking Yeah, cigar. but there's not a lot
2: of transition that's happened to it. Uh, I'm a, I haven't gotten the butter yet. Uh, you
1: only had it briefly?
2: I think it might have
5: been the burp. Once again, butter. Can you
2: not believe it?
1: Was, I can't believe it was butter. No, I can't I believe can't it. I can't believe the cigars is butter.
5: butter.
2: Uh, are you enjoying it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you're still getting a light leather. Uh, it's not very strong. It I is mean, weird that
1: with that many tobaccos right. and all age, some in cherry casks, some in royal palm leaves, like it is weird. You would expect the complexity on this thing to... So many different countries. Yeah. like You would expect there to be kind of more of a roller coaster of a medley of different flavors. There's not. I'm kind of at the same place I was at yeah. the beginning. Leather yeah. and earth with some pepper on the nose.
2: I mean, it's a very pleasant taste. It's, it, it's just... It doesn't... There's not a lot of transitions with it. Uh... So far, what I've gotten on the light is what I've gotten. I'm not halfway through it, but I'm almost there. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. Okay. I'm really Got hoping, I, I really do want this cigar to gain in strength in the last third. Uh, I think if it does that, that would be a spectacular cigar, a spectra cigar. A spectra-tacular
5: A spectra-tacular. Cigar? I, would, I, would I would probably say. say mine has probably gone from mild to medium. So it's, it's It has picked up. up. Okay. But I'm kinda like, you know, I'm not really picking up just that roller coaster that you were expect like you just said, you know, you've got so many tobaccos, I figured there would be this transition. Yeah. There's a
2: there's a little bit of a soft pepper on that retro hill. Uh I don't know. Uh, maybe my boot and my Jameson shot are masking. <laughs> now you know how I feel. If I masking a little bit of didn't the flavor. did my senses with all these other flavors. Tasting
1: jelly donuts. Um, and <laughs> I saw Fritz and Doctor. You guys were giving me some nods. You were kind of agreeing with the synopsis. Yeah, from pretty much. The, yeah. yeah.
3: Construction's awesome. I haven't oh, had to relight it once. Really uh, yeah, no, that no stick of what butter cuts, before. Uh, no real transition. Still get that kind of vanilla bean, but yeah, it really hadn't picked up in intensity.
1: Well, the thing that sucks is if you complain about construction, they know it's those two dudes. It's not like you can blame it on, like, there's 20 of us rolling these things. Man. No,
2: it was you, asshole. Who could it have been? Uh, It's Greg the Cigar Roller. It's Greg the Torcedero. Wait,
3: that wasn't the doctor who was saying that.
2: I haven't had to relight it once.
1: (laughs) Damn you, are drive I mean, Richard D. Um, Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. I'm curious to see the final third on this guy. Uh, But it is constructed really well. It's smoking nice. Um. Alright boys Loose screws yep. Loose screws breaking the way <laughs> We start things off at Beaver High School Of course, <laughs> Beaver. We, Beaver. Do. Of course we do of course we do. High. of course we
4: do
3: And if you think the jokes get cheaper than that They do No, so, <laughs>
1: Let's get them rolling Where a group of sexually charged numbnuts Are up to all sorts of hijinks um, In movie We're done that's, just, it's just,
4: <laughs> that's, it. That's, it. that's good. That's
1: kind of a. Uh, uh, no, seriously, do you guys just want to call it a day on this? Yeah, one yeah of, uh, there you go. Uh, one dude, Brad Lovett, get it? Love it? Yeah. Uh, he loves it. Uh, all,
6: the, all the names in
0: this
1: thing. Is playing a dice game in the girls' locker room, which has him, fu- him fully clothed and a chick already taking her, her top off. Uh, So we, we're 37, 37 seconds into this thing. We already got our first set of traffic cones. Not bad. That might be a record for... And we've seen a <laughs> lot of boobs over the years. Uh, Not too shabby. Another dude, Steve Hardman. Steve Hardman. Oh, come on. <sighs> is molesting a girl under the ruse of a tennis lesson. <laughs> a nerdy dude, Hugh G. Rection... Uh, is steering a ro- is steering a robot under chicks' skirts in science class to see their panties. That would be me. And a fat guy, Marvin Eatmore,
5: oh,
2: come
1: is on. sitting on the roof of the school, shoveling potato chips in his mouth. They had to call him Eatmore. Well, he ogles the cheerleaders practicing nearby through his Yes, binoculars. but they had to
5: also go on further here with his shirt that says I eat anything. I eat anything.
1: <laughs> his shirt he got. Oh, and you guys notice that as he's watching the cheerleaders? They notice him spy on them, so they bend over and flash their butts at him, and
5: their wrote, panties. They wrote "eat shit" on, their, <laughs> on the back of their panties. And he he was <laughs> he must be really like doing this all the time, like. <laughs> and he was <laughs> shocked, absolutely, just what?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing at this point these four guys might just be our loose screws. Am I right, Fritz? I think so.
6: I think so. That's what I got.
1: Uh, I hope so. I mean, if there's four other dudes, like these are the the. Squares. I love this the fa- these are the honor society right <laughs> yeah. I, mean. I
2: love the fact that uh, much like our veneered, uh, wait, venerated, not veneered, venerated. They're a little bit uh, veneered. Okay, up the creek, you have a similar start out. You introduce the characters through their little hijinks, these little bitty snippets, these vignettes,
1: if you will. All the good buddy groups, you know, friends, you, you kind of get to know them in their own and then you see why they fit so well together as a cohesive unit. Uh, I love these dudes.
5: Can we do our 80s sitcom intro eventually? We're
1: <laughs> I, I was going to ask Fritz to bring all his musical equipment up here so we could just do a, like a fake music video down on the O'Brien stage at the end of the night. But we, want, we wanted him
3: to show <laughs> up. So. But hey, I
1: didn't want to get that text. Kate... Going back to
4: Illinois.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The the best always start this way. Was it something I said, Fritz? Actually, yeah, go fuck yourself.
2: (laughs) I told my partner I quit. Austin, fuck you and your burgers. Uh, You're going to be paying $15 for your burgers.
1: Uh, Well, I did not ask Fritz to bring his drum set. But, you know, if you ever do want to bring this stuff, we could film that, right, Tut? (laughs) Yes. I'll play drums. Or fake play drums, as we'll (laughs) see someone do very poorly later on. Okay. Well, soon Principal Hardbutt. (laughs) Come on. Takes to the intercom. He's a beaten down man who looks like a sleeping bag Bill Murray used to take on <laughs> camping trips. See, I'm
3: glad you mentioned that. Because <laughs> I thought it was I Bill thought Murray. it was Bill Murray, too. I thought it was I had had sack and I were talking I about that it, earlier. It I like, thought it was that like That looks, looks like a present-day Bill Murray. I thought it, it was looks, like
2: a third uh, cousin or something
3: like that. It looks like
1: Bill Murray shed his skin, and what was left was this sad sack. <laughs> uh, it's clear to a blind. Man, that's harsh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> is it true? Yes.
1: Okay. Yes. Uh, it's clear to a blind guy that Hardbutt probably downs a half-bottle of old Granddad whiskey before lunch period. He uh, doesn't? Your name's Principal Hardbutt, and you work at Beaver
3: High. <laughs> I'm down as some old Granddad.
1: See, he had the cigarette going by the yeah. intercom. Just
3: Students. Yeah,
1: he wishes graduation. all the students <laughs> a happy summer vacation, except our four heroes, and orders them all to his office immediately. Uh, man, as all the kids race to get the hell out of high school, last day of school... I thought the random shots in the Beaver High hallways—I thought it was a really great little capture of 1985. Uh, it was. Some dudes break dancing. There was like heavily mustached dudes drinking Budweiser straight out of their lockers. I like
3: that one. The guy opened his locker and it was Budweiser. I remember
1: seeing it. dudes like Cody style. This is a decade before. <laughs> you can't prove that.
3: There's, there's no proof. I remember us clearing out our lockers last day, and Axe yeah. opened his locker and having all these beer
1: cans in it. It was bushlight. <laughs> Yeah, you can prove that. That's, I can't prove that. Pretty- <laughs> uh and they all have got, you know, Playgirl or Playboy and then the chicks I didn't think that was a thing where chicks have nude play playgirl cutouts in their lockers. Uh,
3: Maybe they did in eighty five.
1: But uh oh and they show the girls mm. teasing their it bangs. It was the eighties. Like it was a wild lawless time. You know, spraying their bangs up to Which looks comical now, but I mean that's higher the hair the closer yeah, yeah, yeah. to Jesus. That's what they did. Uh I thought it was a cool little it felt real. It felt authentic 85 to me.
2: I just remember that dude breakdancing, looking at his parachute pants, going, yeah. yeah. I Do you have, have some? Does. Oh, fuck yeah.
1: Yeah. Doctor, did you ever wear any parachute pants? I did not. Uh, I've known you since third grade. I never saw any parachute pants. No,
3: I was on the parachute yeah. pants guy. Um, I in
1: wanted prin- some. In Principal Hardbutt's office, the tired, beaten-down educator tells the four loose screws that they've done nothing but screw up every hour of every day since they set foot in Beaver High
5: they are all, by the way, four-year
1: seniors. It
5: wasn't four years in the twelfth grade enough. That which actually was a great thing because when you actually get close up on them, yeah, yeah. they're twenty-eight years old. It works in this movie.
1: Usually, these movies try to pull, put the, pull that off with these thirty-year-olds. You are just high turned
5: eighteen. Days. What? Ten years <laughs> ago.
1: Um, but they're not listening to a word he's saying uh, because his secretary, Hardbutt secretary, is behind him like showing some leg in a miniskirt that's all that's all these guys care about um, every time do you want to do this every time a character in this film says the word screw we do a shot
2: no I'll be dead <laughs> that'd be a horrible idea
1: uh, I, I stopped counting like after 20 they say the word screw a lot in this movie um, well Harbutt says he's giving them one last chance to graduate he's sending them to the Coxwell Academy <laughs>
3: If you thought Beaver High was a cheap joke, <laughs> we're on our way to the Coxwell Academy. Which has
1: a special program for students just like them. A college of knowledge for morons. Uh, I think that's Stephen F. Austin's uh, tagline. <laughs> that's their easy, motto, huh? uh, Easy, easy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Ted, I forgot you were over there. I didn't think you could hear me with those headphones on.
2: Well, actually, I'm enrolled in Austin Community College, so uh, yeah, make your jokes.
1: It's no fun.
2: Um, By the
3: way, Todd, now you can say you are matriculating. I am Community matriculating.
2: College. By the way, I've got a 4.0, so fuck all of you. Look at this guy.
1: I don't know how proud I
2: was of you, Oh, really? I mean,
3: thank you. Thank he never gets before? to drink
1: that boot again. He's all sassy now. Uh, I kind of
3: like sassy Todd. Yeah,
1: he's kind of growing on me, too. Uh, well, then, boom. We cut to the boys in a convertible driving their way to the Coxwell Academy as a rock and tune plays and the opening credits start to roll. It's gonna be a. These are the lyrics, the greatest song ever written. Sorry, Fritz. It's gonna be a <laughs> summer of fun. So look out, girls, because here we come. Loose screws breaking away. It's a summertime party. Time to celebrate. Did you like the song? I did. It summertime had a good,
4: party. Time to celebrate. Just no, had a good
1: vibe verse. to it, and it was real. Just it right. propelled everything forward. Like it just had a good beat. I was, it
6: made me, me pine for you guys' next project so I could start writing some stuff like that. Well,
1: actually, the, <laughs> we do have a project which would require a very similar um, theme song. Oh,
6: uh, we'll, we'll talk, I was we'll about talk to talk say – uh, I, I uh, better get first write a refusal on that.
2: Yeah, uh. you, you might need to refuse it because yeah, now that, we'll, we'll now we'll now be that you're actually what you. We're we'll able to refuse <laughs> it <laughs> it now, now, to that, now that you're actually in Texas, I mean, yeah. we're we showing up. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, I won't be texting. Showing up on I'm my on the door. <laughs> Four in the morning.
1: Hey, man. We just did a project. <laughs> get out your keyboard.
3: So, <laughs> God damn it, I just put Tot in a cab two hours ago.
1: <laughs> okay, now, you can't go over there asking him to write songs, too. That's just going to get weird.
2: No, I'm asking him for our project. just <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. We'll see. Uh, it's a great song. The theme song is by Errol Francis and The Francis Factor. Fritz, did you ever think about you've got a lot of bands? Fritz Beer and the Fritz and the, Factor. And the Fritz <laughs> <laughs> you totally should. Do you think anybody would like want to be in that band? Though? Like, come on, dude! Like,
4: your,
1: uh, e- your be, ego knows no bounds. It, no, oh,
5: no, 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 Just call wait, it the Beer Factory. Can that be like the top oh, yeah, song on the, the Beer Factory, yeah. album? Your ego, your ego knows no bounds. Fritz Beer, Fritz
1: Beer and the Fritz Factor. My ego knows no bounds. <laughs>
5: Oh, Wait, was well, the album <laughs> "Is Writing
1: Itself"?
3: I thought "My Ego Knows No Bounds" was the title of the third David Lee Roth album.
1: <laughs> no, that was my "Zippity Zow Knows No Zippity Zoos." Right. Uh, the gra- Fritz Beer Experience. <laughs> Opening up for them could be the grapes of David Lee Roth. The grapes of Roth. Which is, I still which like is my of David which is, R-
3: which R- is R- my one-man spoken monologue.
1: Copyright 2019 Tuesday yes. Night Cigar Club. I'm sorry, Gene Simmons is already copyrighted. He's not allowed in the clean chilies anymore. Uh, <laughs> chilies. You so really,
3: really got to sink low to get that
1: back. <laughs> so the boys, after exchanging t-shirts with a convertible full of horny brawlers gals on the drive-in.
5: But is that all it takes? Do I just need a shirt that says trade, trade me?
1: me? Yeah, so yeah. this convertible pulls up next to their convertible. Well, first of all, another convertible pulls up and it's full of kind of fat chicks. And he's got this shirt on that says, trade me, and then he sees the chick stand up, and he's like... By the way, that was the worst
2: fat suit I've oh, dude, seen no, in a long time. she just had pillows stuffed under her shirt. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. Uh,
1: you want to talk about, like, you couldn't get a fat actress?
5: <clears throat> yeah, but I think they were... I'm
2: Raphael Zelinsky. I only hire hot chicks. Well, they probably... She's probably an extra in about three other scenes, so yeah, they, they, they were saving just, some money. He just had the pool of
1: hot chicks to pull from. But anyway, but then another car pulls up with hotter chicks... And uh, Brad, love it, opens up his his shirt and he's got a t-shirt on that says, trade me. And unfortunately, the girl in the other car has a shirt on that says, sure. So he takes off his shirt. She takes, she's not wearing a bra, of course. Uh, and they trade shirts. We're well, two, two minutes into this. Unlike when the four
3: of us drove down to San Antonio, and I leaned out the window with a trade me shirt on, and the girl stood up and she had a t shirt on and said, "Fuck you." Yeah, uh, but it,
2: it's not that. It's not that uncommon. I remember. Wait, one, that was my
3: drive to work the other day.
2: I remember back in I think it was uh, 2002. Uh, you know, the Travis trip bus was rolling along, and a Chrysler LeBaron pulled up beside us, and they showed up in a shirt that said trade me and i leaned out the window and you know took my they shirt drove off into an <laughs> and then they they hit the brakes and,
5: and went away that never happened the, so the no, travis no, trip bus you was a told me you
1: weren't allowed on the travis trip bus you had to take a separate car
5: so the travis trip bus was a convertible no that, that was none there. of your stories wait where note. did
3: the chrysler lebaron enter into this
1: did, so he make, did he make you guys all wear fringe pajamas? <laughs> like when you went to bed, did you have to wear fringe pants? And onesies. And onesies. Onesies. I'm sorry, we can't get sick. T. Trit, Did T. Trit ask you to do that? I'm sorry, that's obvious. Uh, Travis no, T. I
2: mean, Travis T. had some peculiar interests.
1: Uh Well, they finally arrived. That dude is gonna be like, I don't even fucking know you. I know, Four and a half years, these fuckers have been talking
2: about Travis Tritt. Travis Tritt. <laughs> I never even saw this I asshole. I was playing fucking Savannah, Georgia last night, and someone was like, "Hey, do you know Tuttle? Fuck that guy."
5: <laughs> no, I think I he's probably to get him on the show. He's probably really gonna answer. You know what? what? Yeah, I, I can't remember much of that time. It was, it was, it was a, a dark of... period of my life uh, when Tuttle was with us. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, they, the boys finally arrive in the sleepy town of Wadsworth. Man, if yeah. there is an opportunity for a sexual innuendo to be used in this film, it uses it. They get it. used, yeah.
6: yeah.
1: Uh, they barge into the Coxwell Academy and are strutting <laughs> around, shaking their hips to the Loose Screws theme song. Like, they're actually... You feel like they can hear it. <laughs> they can <laughs> I mean, hear it. The way they're, like... I was sitting there watching, tap my toes. Like, it's a fucking good song. But it was weird, because they were, like, moving to the music. Like, it yeah. certainly wasn't recorded till after. But, yeah, man, it was... Um, I just thought it was a really awesome scene. They spot the incoming bus of students. It wouldn't be funny if it was Todd on the Travis Tripp bus <laughs> uh, And Brad announces that it is their mission to locate and ravage as many women
5: on that bus as possible. And they all choose to accept that mission.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And that's why they're in summer school at the Coxwell Academy.
5: But I really just want to ask the other question for Brad is, where did he get those black jeans? I didn't notice the black jeans. They were as form-fitting as possible. That was 80s clothing to the finest. I was just like, are you kidding me? He just squeezed <laughs> himself
1: was into them. Was Brad one who you found out some stuff on?
3: Yes. Uh, actor's name was Brian Genesey. And so because I remember seeing this on USA Up All Night,
5: <clears throat> oh, and that was the problem. Is I was looking at him, I was like, Am I remembering him from this movie, or did I see him elsewhere? He's
3: actually got, uh, of the people that were in this movie, he actually has something of a resume.
0: Uh, on done, IMDb, he's done four films. No, he, he actually
3: he had a he he had a a career. He actually had a career. Um, and it looked like in the 2000s he was on like 140 or 150 episodes of The Bold and the Beautiful, mm-hmm. so he got a soap opera gig.
1: Oh, he was the Bold
3: uh it wasn't beautiful um but the uh, jeans were though early 2000s <laughs> i was watching I on on Sorry. hbo and there was a, a, a like a 25 minute short and it w- wasn't like an after school special cuz on hbo it was something like it was called like families in crisis or lifetime in crisis or whatever and it was called the aaron henry story and why it's notable is it was something that Came out in the early '90s, like '93, '94, and it was a 25-minute short of, based on a real-life high school football player named Aaron Henry, who uh, took, took anabolic steroids. Took
2: in a box steroids. Oh my God, I think I remember this.
3: And Aaron Henry was played by a pre-international stardom Ben Affleck, and the guy that plays Brad uh-huh. t- ten years later. Uh, was a guy that he meets in the gym that sells him the roids.
2: Oh my goodness! I always thought that this was like the uh a Lifetime show. No, I saw I thought it was a like, 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 ABC After School special. Yeah, it was
3: like a 25 minute short, and and Ben Affleck played the Aaron Henry character before you know before Mallrats even. Like, sure. yeah. like 2021. 20, yeah. And he meets the guy that plays Brad, who's in a gym, and he sells no, him.
2: No, I, I oh my god. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. The other guys never did anything else. <laughs> Literally, this is their only IMDb credit.
3: No, he uh, And surprisingly, that guy did have, have something of okay, a resume. Okay,
1: Well, uh, Brad meets the ladies at the entrance, and he welcomes them to the Coxwell Academy as their official tour guide. First stop, there are physical examinations performed by the other three doofuses wearing lab coats and giant, you have the real deal, doctor glasses with no lenses in them. Oh,
3: well, you've got to have lenses. <laughs> you've
1: got to have lenses, right? <laughs> Uh and the fact is the fact that they had those, like they packed those and took them to the Coxwell Cat, this is this is premeditated. They had the they
2: You know, if they had
3: applied some of this ingenuity towards even a modicum of their studies, they probably wouldn't be going to summer school.
2: Uh that's a good point. They might not have okay. had four senior years. Yeah, but it's a good point. Did
1: he, did he use the, uh, the word modicum correctly? Actually he did, he did okay. He did. Uh, okay. Man, man of science? He's got lenses. <laughs> <laughs> checks out. Checks out uh so Wait, they're, they? So they're, <laughs> so they're in the nurse's station. Uh, Dr. Steve Hardman instructs the females to strip down to their bra and panties for inspection, which leads one young lady to pull him aside in a very uh, tender scene. You ready for this? Yes. Doctor, I have this little problem. What if I don't wear a bra? He's told them all to strip down to their bra and panties. Well, do you have tits? Little ones. Hmm... I'm going to make an exception for you. You may take the examination. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> so she strips naked and gets in line. Well, you'd be but,
3: surprised, but do you have tits is actually an important physical question.
1: Do, I was going to ask you, doctor, is that something that you encounter a lot?
3: Yeah, I what? mean, I might use the you know yeah. more medical term. I might say, well, do you have you know vivaceous mammary glands, and you know see if you know what kind of answer comes from that.
1: What happens? Yeah. Okay. Do do incoming freshmen usually have to undergo a, 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 an exam like this? Well,
3: not incoming freshmen, but when you show up for summer school after senior year at the Coxwell Academy, I mean, you know, it's kind of it's kind of a come-as-they-are attitude. It
1: seems like a place the doctor would really thrive at.
3: Uh, Believe it or not, I actually worked there one summer. Did you? Yes.
1: What happened? Moving on. I worked there one summer. <laughs> and the whole time this riveting dialogue scene is playing out with the young girl, we keep cutting to a nearby door... Where Marvin Eatman is pressing his chubby little nose. Well, well,
3: let's get the names right. Marvin Eatmore. What'd I say? Marvin Eatman. <laughs> Eatmore. Eatman. Eatman. Eatmore.
5: Marvin
1: uh, Eatman. Did you get the idea he was jacking off behind that door? The way he just kind of just. He was I just, get
5: the feeling that they're just pretty much. Every time they cut, they just immediately run to a closet to whack off. Whack <laughs>
1: off. Uh, well, he looks like a kid on Christmas morning watching all these naked, these brawn panty chicks. It's all so wrong. I mean these old you know, these guys in their twenties feeling he's going around one by one and just squeezing their their knockers. But you know what? It was eighty five. It was the eighties. It was the eighties. Not a movie
3: that would be
2: made today.
1: Fritz, the eighties, they were different.
6: It was a different time. Yeah. It really was.
1: Uh, what are you going to do, you know? Dr. Hardman inspects all their boobs. Oh, Whoa. what a fun time it
2: was.
6: Sorry. That was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. No, I was transported back and it all seemed very normal. Did it? I let myself drift back to those days and I'm like, yeah, this is exactly right.
1: Uh, well, this also seemed very normal to the girls. Dr. Hugh G. Rection. <laughs> Videotapes everything. He's going around just videotaping their pant their crotches and their boobs.
2: That's the one thing you'd be like, alright, I understand, you know, a doctor doing a Why is exam. he videotaping anything? Why is he videotaping? Oh, uh,
1: that's that you've heard of uh, X rays. That's a video X ray machine. Oh, oh okay. That checks out. Doctor, is there such thing as a video x ray machine? Of course.
2: <gasps> I have a career.
1: Plus, I mean,
3: there's another thing too that uh when you are the doctor and someone else is a patient you can just kind of say that, you know, really it's... I mean, it's kind of beyond your understanding, so... Well,
2: it's like, just, what is that device? I don't
1: know. It's wait
2: just sciencey well, enough. Don't, you
3: don't admit that. Oh, oh okay. Wait a yeah, minute. no.
2: You, you say that to me all the time.
6: You just say it's technical.
3: I just told you that you had a clean bill of health.
5: That's true. I'm good. Just you go with it, man. Yeah. Just go with it. Yeah, I'm it's good. It's just sciencey enough to be legit.
1: <laughs> that was sciencey. Uh, oh, and while all this is going on... Uh, all this mischief. The Loose Crews have redirected all the incoming male students to go to the... They put a sign up over the female uh, restroom men's What I really love is how got them to strip down, so they're all just hanging out in the female restroom naked. Well,
3: the thing is it says men's chest x-ray, but for some reason they go in there and get bare-ass naked. <laughs> they, they take off
5: everything. But what I love more than anything else is they are like the A-team of like, you know what we're going to do? This And then, like, it just, they haven't worked out signs. Signs right. go they, this way. not carry this shit gr- with them. Again, if they had applied this to their studies, they wouldn't be at like, the right, hey, Academy. Like, hey,
1: huge erection, here's your lab coat. I you got, got mine. mine. Here's my fake glasses. Put up I'm the waiting signage. for Brad
5: to just hold up that cigar. I love it when a plan comes <laughs> together. <laughs> uh,
1: well, soon, Eatmore bursts out of the closet. He got spooked by a, a, an anatomy skeleton in there. And everything goes bonkers really fast. The boys sprint out of the nurse's station and they run straight into Principal Arsenault. Did I say that right? Arsenault? Arsenault?
3: Like Why
1: couldn't they give him a funny name? Like a sex name? He... Pre- yeah. Principal Arsenault. He orders them into his office and just as he's about to read them the riot act, a new faculty member arrives. The stunning blonde beauty, Miss Mona Lott. Oh. Mona... Last name Lot. Oh, she is, a, that, is that is what she that a means? Vixen?
5: Oh, I didn't even catch that when I watched it. Is no. there oh, any oh, way I... I
1: can be of assistance to you? He asks as she looks confused. She's turned at the faculty mailboxes in the secretary office. Um, yes, I believe you can. Can you show me my box, please? Well, I certainly it must have your name across the little slot. Uh, of course the guys are just combination giggling and drooling on the bench, like listening to all this go down. She's very attractive. Of course, uh, Principal, but some of these slots are smaller than others, and I guess that's okay as long as my mail doesn't get bent in half when it's shoved in there. Come on, man. Uh, well, Principal Arsenault uh, finally finds her slot, and he tells her that he'd like to talk to her later about another position he'd like her to try out. Mm.
5: At this point, they're just like... <laughs> just I wonder how, one after the other. I just have to ask, how many rewrites do they have? Does It doesn't sound right. It doesn't flow well. <laughs> Let's bring in David Mamet
1: and see what we can get out of this. She assures him that any position under him would be just fine. And she asks him to tell any students, while she looks at the loose screws and licks her lips, that she'll be available for private French lessons in the evenings. I'm tutoring. <sighs> It's funny you say it, Tut. Uh, um, would you guys watch a movie called Loose Lots? I wouldn't.
2: <laughs> no. Is it a Vegas movie? Well, not a Vegas movie. A Vegas movie. <laughs> I'd go to the casino, nope. I
1: guess. But
4: <laughs> Loose <Really> Lots. <laughs> Loose Lots sliding away. <laughs> no,
1: you know no, I'm not watching Loose Lots. Um, anywho, as soon as she exits the room, the principal loses his charm and tells these little squid brains that he'll overlook this little stunt. But if they try any more hijinks, he'll make them miserable. Hey, Ted, it is unanimous. You know what's even more, uh, what's even worse and more heartbreaking than horny teachers seducing their high school students?
2: Uh, Pluto being downgraded from a planet?
1: Even worse. That's Whack. right. Running out of tobacco special oh. cigars. Made by the almighty Drew Estate. How's that what for a segue? Another
6: classic segue. Uh,
1: <laughs> Time to start p- drawing some stuff. The same folks who brought you uh, Liga Pravada, Undercrown, Nicarustica, and more. Your choice of either extra dark Connecticut broadleaf or natural Connecticut shade wrappers envelop.
2: Oh, 100 episodes. You got it. Did he use that word right? Yeah. Which is what I, I said. I pronounced it right. I've been saying envelope he did. for like I, 20 what episodes. what I said from the beginning it was
3: Envelope.
1: But even, I, I, I can't say the Enveloped. word Envelope, So what I did was I wrote it and I, phonetically, I said E N dash V E L dash U P. Envel
5: I hate every. Uh,
1: which, actually, just by me saying that, I completely ruined the whole I got it right. I, yeah, you I'm really enveloped that. that. A Sumatra binder and you a Nicarag- Nicaraguan Criollo filler leaves. Before aging, the cigars are slowly, slowly infused with Nicaraguan estate-grown coffee. The smoke is medium to full body, depending on the wrapper. It's rich tobacco flavors, commingling. With the unmistakable aroma of coffee and some sweetness, I'm a fan and you will be too. Seek them out.
2: I'm just saying when I wake up about 2 p.m. tomorrow, that uh, tobacco and coffee is going to be very nice. It's a great cigar to go with coffee or
1: just, it's a great morning smoke. I love the Connecticut shade. Uh, so, go, yeah, go or find you. Or
3: afternoon whenever you
1: come to. Go find you some tobacco specials. <laughs> uh, speaking of cigars, boys, where are we at here?
2: I'm a, a exactly at... Uh, I'm starting to approach the one-third. I'm exactly where I was at the first third. You're not getting that boost in
1: strength you're looking for, huh? Just All leather right. leather and spice. Pretty much. That's it. Doctor?
3: Same thing, but I, I appreciate the consistency. Yeah. Uh, hasn't really changed in tone, and I kind of thought it might heat up a little bit, but it's really still kind of the same. Okay. Same kind of little bit of very faint spice, but the same kind of vanilla bean and just... Great aroma, great construction. It's
6: very consistent throughout. Fritz. Well, I'm not a fan of when they get stronger. T- uh, t- uh, for me, so I like the fact that it's just it's at, th- at this point it's uh, stayed the same. I will say this, Doctor. You had mentioned vanilla
1: earlier. I am getting a little bit of uh, vanilla note on the through the nose on the I'm retro picked up
3: Just a tiny bit
1: throughout. Uh, I'm still getting leather and earth on the draw, but I, I am getting a little bit of vanilla on that on the on the retro along with the the, the pepper. Yeah,
5: boy. Pepper has been consistent, at least on the retrohale, so that's nice. I'm enjoying that. I'm not really getting, I can't say anything about that, but I mean, it, I don't know, it, it feels like it's inched up a little bit. in
1: strength. This would have been a really good cigar to do. We did it one other time on the show, but a lot of cigar podcasts do it. Where I give you the cigar without a band on it, so you don't know what brand it is. I don't tell you anything about it. You just smoke it and talk about it, and you have no clue who made it, what it's composed of. Because I built this thing up with all these fucking 30-year-old almost tobaccos aged in sherry casks, aged in Like, So, you know, is there an element that when you're kind of evaluating it, it's like, Man, they put a lot of work into this fucking cigar, and I'm, it just tastes like a normal cigar to me. Yeah, this but, might have been a good one to kind of not to withhold some information. is my gut
5: instinct. If a cigar is gonna, I mean, I haven't had any other cigars with mm-hmm. you know twenty year old tobaccos. Yeah. When it comes to Scotch, the more you age it, the it the mellow. It It, yeah. it, it does. It's. An, which the is strength which, goes down and you just get this. Correct, which is which right. is a, a a big.
1: That's a, a very good point. A
2: misconception with cigars because is some, that, you know, the more you get to a, an apex of aging, it and, and then it peaks.
1: And cigars definitely are the same way. Depending on where the cigars made, a lot of cigars, Cuban cigars age wonderfully, whereas typically Nicaraguan cigars have a definite peak. You know, after like the seven eight year mark. You're gonna notice their their trademark characteristics start to. That's interesting to that go down.
3: we mentioned both of those because I am not a wine connoisseur, right?
2: But really, because I've, I've been looking at you as the wine. Connoisseur. I've
3: gotten, I've gone over the last probably decade. I've gotten more into wine, and it's the same thing where you know I don't know. I mean, you really, really have to be someone that was really into it and studied different varietals and everything like that. Like, you know, are you really going to notice the difference between, if you're buying a good bottle of Bordeaux, are you really going to notice the difference between something that costs $1,000 because it was from a 1982 as opposed to something that's seven or eight years old? Right. Probably not.
2: I think that if you study it that much, you can. Uh, I mean, if you're a small though. Yeah, yeah. But I guarantee you, like Valerie Br- Bradshaw. Val Bradshaw, yeah. I guarantee you, she would be able to pick that
1: out. Yeah, she knows her stuff. Uh, Val Bradshaw, friend Dana Marshall's, who's very established in her own right. Uh, but we met her in Vegas, and she she knows her whiskey, and she knows her whiskey. I love her. I love Val. Um, okay, well, you know what? Let's now, unless something changes in the final third of the cigar, let me know. Just jump in, but uh, let's talk price point. While we're talking about the cigar,
2: this is uh, where I think I'm going to be disappointed.
1: Keep keep in mind, um, typically Cohiba. I mean, it's a it's a traditional Cuban brand. Yeah. But they've been making general cigar bought like Partagas, Cohiba, all those Cuban brands. They make the versions we can actually buy right, here in the made states. The, right, they uh, make
2: the American versions.
1: The American versions, Punch. Uh, so keep in mind one thing. Uh, usually they're fairly, af- you know, affordable. Uh, they're are, Cohibas are always a little on the higher end, not like not like
3: you pay a bit, you or... You pay a little bit for the name brand. You
1: of a little bit, but it's not crazy. I mean, you know, you get a typical Cohiba Robusto for under 10 bucks. But, uh, you know, the main thing here when, when I was thinking of price point was just the aged tobacco that went into it and the limited number of... You know, like I said, we got... They made 1,800 of these things. We got five of them. Um, I'm going to start with you, Yagwoon.
5: For the price, I'm going to be disappointed here, because, like I said, I mean, for that, with the amount of the tobaccos,
1: the aging... Aging costs, because as we learned like, with conversations with Feeble, it costs money to store tobacco. Yeah. You have to pay for the, the warehouse, you have to pay for the people to actually tend to it, and if you're, if for you're, 25 years? If you're taking up space. I mean, that's nuts. I mean, they
5: know taking up space. And for the... And don't get me wrong. I mean, for the amount of cigars they produced with the tobacco that they stored... Give me a number. What I what I think it should cost? Dude, we've been doing this for 100 episodes. <laughs> it's like we always do. What? get your price.
3: Ah. Uh, well, it is price I, slash value, so you're trying to think, too, what did it cost, and then what, what Well, I that's when you're, it. when
1: you're rating it, you know the price at that point, and you're like, did the value that that give me get close to the price? This is just guessing what the fuck this cigar cost.
2: You walk into a humidor, what does this bad boy cost? Bad boy costs.
1: Um, By the way, the box it comes in is this leather bound, it's a circle that lights up. You shouldn't have told me that. It's a circle. It's a circle. It's a circle that lights (laughs) up when you open the lid, these lights come on. But that's not, that's presentation. This is, we're just talking cigar price. Cigar price. Cigar price. price. Per stick. Per stick. $100 $100
5: Is one hundred dollars?
1: One hundred dollars. Breads. I'm
2: gonna get go like
1: thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. <clears throat> Doctor. Twenty. Twenty bucks.
2: I was going twenty-one fifty.
1: Twenty-one fifty. I'm gonna go eighty-nine ninety-nine. You fucking shit me,
6: Clark. Wait, wait, wait who knows?
1: No, Kate knows. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually I didn't look it up. Do you guys know? <laughs> uh, it's ninety dollar cigar, ninety bucks even.
5: Wow,
6: so I was right fir- at first.
1: Yeah, but I had to kind of <laughs>
6: yeah. you
1: fucking. You, a you jumped the shark, man. Uh, yeah, it's it's a hundred. It's basically a hundred dollar with tax. Hundred dollar cigar.
6: <clears throat> These were gifts. No, I'm not paying a hundred dollars for a cigar. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good.
2: If we do, it better wow, have 24 okay. gold leaves. Well, if
1: we do, it would either be a Daniel Marshall gold cigar or, or be a, a Steve unicorn. unicorn. Uh, but no, the, yeah, I didn't, I didn't buy these. All
6: right, so my question is, you guys smoke a lot more than me.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: What, how do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> good
3: question, Fritz. Um, I'll go ahead and say it. I mean, you mentioned all the different tobaccos that go into it and how that stuff costs money. That's pretty
1: cool. And the two guys making them just a team of two dudes.
3: But I'm just going to say that, you know, what you're actually smoking, it's a big cigar. It, it big. the value is it's going to take you a long time to smoke it. We're working on this for a while. But I realize that it's like anything else. Again, it's like a bottle of wine or even like an expensive shirt you might buy. Is a Vineyard Vines shirt with a little whale on it that you buy worth a hundred dollars? Probably not. Of course but not. But you buy it for that. No. And so, is it? You know, because then you wear that shirt it's, to work and people think, oh, no. you've got class and money. No. Is it? Is it? But I, I mean, for the no. value? No. For 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 the value to me? Yeah. No. You know what? No. I'm I'm not paying ninety dollars no. for a fucking cigar.
1: No. Oh, I'm never paying ninety. No. For
3: a cigar. And no. so. No. If the echo machine to my left no. would cease and desist for a moment. <laughs>
1: um, hey, he had a boot.
3: He had a boot, and, and that's cool. And, and again, hold on. It processing nicely.
1: Processing nicely. Uh,
3: you know what, man? All that stuff that you said about I get as, why.
1: A, as kind of a tobacco nerd, I love hearing. I that. get
3: why it costs that much. Sure and i i I'm prefacing it like I am because I'm saying it's a good cigar, it's but a fine cigar. I'm sorry it's not worth ninety dollars, not even close.
1: You know what it reminds me in of value a value standpoint you're a you're a baseball guy doc, yes, remember those years where like the Yankees would bring in every pot free agent like Giombi and like all those dudes?
3: They still mostly do, but yeah,
1: but remember but they wouldn't but they wouldn't win right they'd get the hottest pitcher it's on the market. They like the
2: Washington Redskins. They get they get it was back in the steroid era, they get all these kind of muscle-bound uh, dudes. They were winning then. No, it's like the Washington Redskins. They would get all the big That's actually maybe a
1: little bit better. They get the Redskins would bring in the hottest free agents, you know, the 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 300-pound defensive nose tackle they'd give him like a billion dollars and then he'd, you know, just not get do Get fatter and not do anything. You collect these all these amazing elements and then you don't produce amazing results you don't win the world series you don't win the super bowl you don't even make the playoffs and it's like dude you had all these you know or like a basketball thing you know, you bring in these players these players and then they just don't gel the right way they don't go together the right way and they don't at the end result isn't at all what you kind of i kind of get that with a cigar I appreciate the effort. I appreciate the, the, the time and the craftsmanship of it. It's a beautifully burning constructed yeah, cigar. Yeah, it does, it does I have been though. talking so much. I haven't had to relight this thing once. Correct. It's 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 beautifully constructed. It smells great. But honestly, I can get leather earth with some spice on the nose
0: for four bucks.
3: Several liked- years ago I got A good Christmas bonus, and I decided, because I had not bought it before, I was going to go to the liquor store and buy a bottle of Dom Perignon. So I bought a bottle of it. It was $140. I took it home. It was delicious. It was fantastic. Is a bottle of booze worth $140, even to an accomplished, lifelong drinker such as myself? It's really good. Have I bought it in the three years since then? No. I mean, are you going to notice the difference between that and a $40 bottle of champagne? Absolutely, you are.
2: We've had some things to where, like uh, on our birthdays, Cody and his brother Ryan, they'll select some scotch. And they've wowed us with some scotch. Sure. It's just been amazing.
1: But all those bottles cost less than one of these cigars.
2: But when not always. No, not always. Not well, all,
5: not this, always. This, is, this is where I I I'll, I'll say this much. I appreciate. I greatly appreciate the effort that they're trying to put forward here because, it is something different. I mean, I can't think of another time when someone said, you know, this cigar has twenty year old tobacco. Yeah, twenty year old tobacco. Yeah. So true. But it. it and if, if no one is doing that, it's something different. Then you're really sort of, you know, in uncharted territory. I don't want them necessarily to be dissuaded. No. Right, I want them, right, I, want them, I want them to do more with a with longer aged tobaccos. Here, but you I understand, understand
3: why it costs that much, but it's not that value.
2: Here's the here's the way I look at but it. I I, mean, I I don't have a lot of other. Ninety dollars cigars to compare it to, so that's an interesting. Uh,
1: with tax, a hundred. That's why it works into tonight's show.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I think loose screws breaking <laughs> way <laughs> Smoking ninety dollars cigars all day.
4: Oh, all <laughs> fucking day. I've
6: had. Great, a, I think it's great doing loose. <laughs> the movie Loose Screws smoking a hundred dollars cigar. It's kind of a dichotomy in taste. <laughs> I've, had, I've had. It a makes fi- sense
2: for us. I've had a fifty dollars behinki. And then that's the closest thing that I can compare it to.
3: What's I that a get, euphemism for?
2: I can't compare it to <laughs> the uh Gold oh, Wraith, Daniel banky. Marshall. <laughs> I can't compare it to the Unicorn because I haven't I haven't is that smoked where your eyes it. Are closed? Yet. <laughs> the problem is is <laughs> that I know Wait. that I can go with a uh, Wonderlust from hmm I can go with the Sakas, the Naka Tamales, the mm-hmm. Uh Even, you remember when we first smoked the Opus X before they jacked with their fucking formulas? And that first Opus X that we it's smoked wonderful. was just like. What was that, 30 bucks? 30, 40? It was like 23, 24. Oh,
1: that was a great cigar.
2: And at that time, I was like, this is a $25 cigar. And it was just the, that first worth edition a, Opus X every was puff. just. Oh my god! About a
1: year later, he tried to
2: recreate that.
1: We're celebrating something else. He went out and bought the exact same Opus X
2: and it was just Arturo Fuente cigar. Not good.
1: And we all looked at each other like, "Is this really the same cigar?" They're like any "I think the price had gone up. It was like thirty bucks then, and, and it, it didn't taste a... anything like." And, well,
2: I mean, and so you're, I mean, you're, you're talking
1: that stuff about does change, right? So you're talking well, about this was
6: you're talking like, like wine vintages, like no, no, no. Like, but this
1: was like the you know they put those out every year. So I mean, this was like just the same incarnation, just. You know, like, it was like a like a beer off the shelf. Like, this is just... This,
6: yeah. But when they talk about a certain wine, they'll say, like, well, yeah, well, but, the, there, but the 92 is the one, it was the year.
2: Well, there, there's differences, like... Uh, of course, there, crops, are, tra- crops are different, tobacco well, changes. Well, yeah. in, in wine, there's differences. There's the brand label that's pretty much consistent, and then there's the vintage. And the vintage is the one that's going to fluctuate between the years. Uh, cigars don't really have vintages unless they just absolutely do the select model so if, if you're getting like an Opus X, you're not getting an Opus X Vintage 92 versus an Opus X Vintage 93. It should be the same it should be the same and this was like totally freaking to different or but close even to. then you're talking about a cigar that was so wonderful but at a $25 price point versus this cigar at a 90 I, I respect everything about it. I respect the construction. I, I'm, I'm knowledgeable enough in the maintaining of tobacco to know how much of a craft that is. But at the same time, yeah,
4: and
6: that's why I ask cause I'm like, I, I, you, and you guys smoke a lot oh, more wait, than I do. So name. like at 90 yeah. bucks, I mean, you there's probably you have probably a lot more favorites than this.
2: I'm just saying that 50 dollar bahinki <clears throat> the Cohiba bahinki. Which is right around $50. Bahiki. Th- that, was a, that was a Cuban vintage. Uh, yeah,
5: I prefer it when he says
2: binky. Binky. Uh, bahiki. Bahiki. The,
3: uh, I still don't know what the bahiki
2: there's, is. There's no N. Bahiki. That Opus X was just shy of taking a hit from a fucking marijuana stick. It was really, really freaking good. This, I mean, like you said, if you want leather and spice on the nose, I mean... Southern Draw and their Perfecto will give you something like this for 13 bucks, and it's freaking awesome.
1: Well, <clears throat> I uh, I honestly couldn't find any other fucking reason or show to... Obviously, the choice would be to do a James Bond movie, the Spectre Cigar, but I really don't want to take notes on a three-hour fucking James Bond movie. Uh, it took me seven hours to get through loose screws. I'm not watching fucking James Bond
2: and by the way, we're only through the opening season.
1: And I still have yet yeah, to I watch a James know. Bond movie <laughs> where I understood what the hell was going on. Like I don't know what the bad guys are up to. I don't they're fun, I love them, but I I
2: think it was Spectre where that hot chick shaved him and like I'm like I want a straight razor now. Uh that's about it.
1: Wasn't uh Donald Pleasance the head of Spectre? Yes. yes. Yeah. He, he was. was the original. Okay. Uh well guys, you can say you smoked a hundred dollar cigar.
6: Yeah, I know, and that's great, actually. I'm, I, I'm kind of I, happy about that. When, be, for, know, when Fritz, kind of when Fritz was like, he
1: didn't know if he'd be able to come, I just kind of went, without giving anything I was like, you might want to try to... Be
2: Are honest. you? Because <laughs> I feel kind of, like, ashamed. I'm like... Well, uh... Is my white privilege showing that I'm smoking a $100 uh, cigar? Uh, here
1: yeah. he goes with the white privilege. I
2: don't know
1: what they're teaching you over at ACC... But, uh, it sounds, sounds to me like
3: the liberal hippies that run Austin Community College. Tut,
1: you've been feeding us this liberal horse shit for four and a half years. <laughs> Cave, you ignorant slut. <laughs> um, dude, we didn't pay $100. bucks; they are free. Dude, well, that's fucking well, awesome. Well, thank you
5: for that. And, and I'm sure
1: they gave some free cigars to some people of color. Okay. Does that make you feel better? Yeah, uh, by the way, man, thanks
6: for thanks for cleaning that champagne. champagne. I wouldn't, <laughs> have, wouldn't mind trying that.
1: You were in North Carolina. <laughs> I, I actually am I the only on, am, am I the only <laughs> one here who does not care for champagne? I, I don't I, I, don't, like, I don't like champagne I don't like it at all. all.
5: I drink it but I'm not I'm like not one that's going to drink a I lot. I say that I
1: but that. then I flash back to like 15 years ago when we were at some bar and, <laughs> yeah. and Mincy was buying those what was the champagne uh, Oh, we drink we at the Crystal. The Crystal. He's like popping bottles. We're like all right. All right.
2: <laughs> Again, you
1: weren't here. <laughs> <Yeah>. What?
2: Uh, <laughs> boy, that was that was annoying, right? Uh, that was that was That's how th- drunk you got. That, that was that <laughs> was here. <laughs> You yeah, flew Fritz down. I was here. <laughs> you bought
3: Fritz a first-class ticket to fly here. You remember he's there. That was uh, the night. That was the night Doc, Cade, and Yax tore down the Duck Horn.
2: Uh, yeah. I'm just saying I can't believe I smoked a hundred-dollar cigar. That's amazing. I mean, There
6: you go. Me, either. I would never. I would never get one. But
2: hey, that's still my that greatest bar point. tab
6: of all time. And I, and, I, and but I do like the cigar. I do like. It, it. is good. It's yeah.
1: fine. It's, it's, fine. it's absolutely fine. It's so
3: just not worth... I woke up yeah, in the morning and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. $540? What the hell? Oh, two uh, bottles of crystal, uh, Two <laughs> bottles of Paradox red wine. And Giuseppe, the cigar steward. Oh,
1: at one point we demanded that they bring out the cigar steward. And they're like, oh, we don't yeah. we don't have one. And are like, just bring us an Italian dude who with some cigars. And like three hours later, this little guy Giuseppe, <laughs> Giuseppe showed up like, these are my cigars. we're like, all right, we'll take them all.
3: I think I got him in a
6: headlock. I'm like, I love you, Pinocchio. Okay, so leave me alone. And stop touching me. <laughs> you know, when I first started listening to you guys, remember I'd, I'd, I'd go into a cigar shop and I'd call you from the store. Yeah. I'd, Prince I'd, used
1: to call me from cigar shops and, like, like and go, tell well, me what heard, you're seeing. And I,
6: and I was like, I heard you guys talk about the Liga, and they've got him here. They've got they've got Liga, and, and you're like, get, get one. Get one. That's an easy call to make. And, and, I, and, I'm, and I really love that.
4: So
1: well we I, I hope that over the last hundred episodes we've turned you guys on to some uh really good companies that make consistently uh, great smokes at great values. Uh, we've had a lot of cigars that were crazy expensive that didn't live up to we had some we've had some expensive cigars that were like, man, that's worth every penny of it. Uh, the Pappy Van Winkle from Drew State props into mine. That's like a twenty dollar stick, but man, that took you on a a really nice ride. Uh, not so much one note uh, like the Specter, two notes maybe. Um, but yeah, okay. Well, if you get anything out of that last tiny portion of the cigar, if it just wows you, oh, that would be I weird. Think, like all of a sudden he's like, it, "Holy shit, oh marshmallows!"
2: <laughs> I'm getting baked potato. I think that's one thing Part that I do appreciate. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> That's one thing I do appreciate looking and back at our episodes is that oh the there has yeah. been criticism from like Skip it's and a, a couple other people of that in. you know all these top lists at the end, what good are they you know they these guys just you know they only rank their sponsors and all that good stuff. I can't tell you how many lacrims I've bought I can't tell you how many southern draws I've bought I can't tell you how many freaking knocking Tamales I've bought. You know, the, if we rank it and if we enjoy it... There's a good chance we're going to keep smoking good, it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if I can get my grubby little hands on it, we're yeah. going to smoke it. Yeah. Uh, it just... I don't know. I me, mean, it's a good thing we didn't like these. Well, first of all, my wife would kill why me if i Why can't we these. make our
1: mortgage payment? The mortgage payment this month? Uh, I, I bought, bought a box of these.
2: Spectres. <laughs> Sorry, they're so good.
3: I mean you've been eating these dollar ninety nine burgers at Fritz's place. We should have plenty <laughs> we should be flush with disposable cash. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean I bought
2: two boxes of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I bought I've, had, I've had two hundred burgers.
1: <laughs> this week. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I I I think we've said all that needs to be said about the Spectre. Unless you guys get something now. So, back to Loose Screws. Loose Screws, breaking the way! (laughs) As the girls get settled into their dorm rooms, the boys start unpacking their shit. Eatmore complains, this is a concentration camp. And Steve Hardmore, Hardman, Hardman. uh, demands that Brad reveal all the luscious babes that he promised them. What the hell, man? They've been here like ten minutes. They already saw all those boobs in the nurse's station. And he's insisting on,
2: you know... Like, this is miserable. (coughs)
1: Come on, give me a break. (coughs) Um, As the babes spark up some wonder joints in their dorm room, they're greeted by their drill instructor dorm mother, Miss Hilda Von Blow, who takes the joint from them, and as she smokes it, and she's smoking the hell out of this thing.
2: Oh, I killed her. uh,
1: She tells them there'll be no smoking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, no swearing and no screwing around That's when we would take a shot That's like the 10th time they said screwing uh. Yaks, yeah, we've featured enough of these films over the last four and a half years To know that these gals ain't going to be following Miss Von Blow's rules am I Not
3: right? for a single minute you Of course, Miss Von Blow doesn't seem like she's too into the rules after smoking well, that, after that fatty that joy, fatty She's
1: toast, man She like collapses under one of bit. <laughs> Uh, well, she quickly gets baked and basically says, you know do whatever the hell you want. She, she's out of it. After a brief montage of the boys studying in class, which is basically eat more just drawing naked chicks in his notebook, uh, we join the Loose Screws at the Beach, where Brad proposes a point system. All right, guys, a little bit of math, but bear with me. Ten points for every babe they score, five for an almost score, two for a look-see... <coughs> And a cool 100 points for banging Miss Mona Lot herself. And speaking of Miss Mona Lot, we join the crew in her French class where she's instructing the class that they must follow, they must all roll their Rs when speaking French. It must come from deep, from deep down in your throat. You must relax the throat muscles, and a well lubricated throat is essential. Like we get it, Mona. <laughs> or we get it, screenwriter. Uh, You've
3: already hit us over the head with 20,000 sexual jokes.
1: Uh, did any you boys ever take French? Like in high school? Yes. We. Oui. I took French. You did? We. Oui. Yeah, I was kind of hot for my French teacher, too. Yeah. <laughs> How could you not be, I guess? Uh, I had a
5: really cute Spanish teacher in high school.
2: My French teacher was a lesbian, but, you know, she was nice. Yax and I took German.
5: Ah. Yeah. Yeah. This is a g-
1: yeah. Uh, I knew. China cigar, sehr gut. I knew you're German teacher, so I'm not even going to go there. Um, well, Steve Hardman tells her after class that he's going to Paris in the fall, and he'd really like to get some French under his belt before he leaves. In fact, he'd like to get it under his belt that evening, and she's all on board. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Um, maybe I'm changing my mind about this whole hot teacher thing.
2: Well, it's me. amazing.
1: Four beers. I'm completely flip-flopping
2: on my. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten times out of ten, it is wrong. <laughs> well, well, well. I miss lot. <laughs> yeah. But these are college students.
1: <clears throat> they are at the Coxwell Academy now. That's correct.
2: These are college students. Uh, Everybody's legally late. That's
1: true. Well, back in the girls' dorms, a cute chick busts out her giant vibrator, and all the girls love it. Like, thank God you brought that thing. Loose screws. Loose screws. Back in the way.
4: <laughs> Susan's brought a dildo, we're going to use it today!
1: <laughs> well, that is until Miss Von Blow shows up and confiscates all the girls' Playgirl magazines and the giant dildo. Uh, right as she's swearing that she'll castrate any boy who infiltrates their dorm rooms, Brad, or should I say Bradine, shows up, walking in dressed as a girl, the cool new chick on the scene. Von Blow reluctantly agrees that Bradine can sleep in this other hot chick's bed because they're a bed short. Uh, but no screwing around. Shut. Uh, meanwhile, Eatmore is walking down Bush Avenue.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> you think the guy's like,
1: where can I fit this in? Yeah.
3: What are we going to name this place? We've already got Wadsworth Street.
5: <laughs>
1: Bush Avenue. Um, when he stumbles across an aerobics class... Um,
5: uh, quintessential 80s, and aerobics. he decides
1: to go on in and join the join the gals. How did you guys think this class stacked up against the aerobics classes we studied closely in Killer Workout and Death Spa back in episode 81? I think it
2: was gonna, better. Yeah, I'm gonna I give think it, it was, an A plus. I think it was yeah, better, better scene. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Those they did aerobics really well in those movies. They did. They but did. they did it really well in those screws too.
5: Absolutely. Um, Except for the fact that as they were doing everything, his face was just there. <laughs> well, here's the thing.
1: There were some... Imp- uh, granted, there were some impressive pelvic thrusts, uh, for sure. But is basically just crawling across the floor, just smelling their crotches, and they just keep doing their exercises as he, like, sniffs their... It was the 80s.
3: I signed up for a yoga class, and there's nothing like that. Uh, I tried to sniff crotches, and they told me not to come back.
1: Uh, r- Rightfully so. <laughs> you
3: know, it was deserved. Usually
1: I take your side, Doc. That sounded a little bit out line.
3: Well, I said it was for medicinal purposes.
1: Uh... Huh they did
3: buy that. No. No. And honestly, neither did I want uh, like said it.
1: Well, while <laughs> Imor is doing his sad best sniffing <laughs> sniffing the sweaty crotches, Hugh G. Erection is walking the boardwalk with a giant wad of toilet paper in his crotch. He's decided he needs to boost up his, his image a little bit. I like uh, that. All men
2: are not created equal.
1: Hot seat. Any of you guys ever stuffed anything in your britches?
2: It was the Travis Turret tour. It was 94... <laughs> Don't you dare judge me!
3: You guys don't get it. Trip was hung like a horse. I had a, to put horse. I had to put two rolls of Charmin in there. Come I, on!
4: I did what but I had to did.
1: do. I did what I had to do. Uh, did you ever really?
2: No judgment. No. Okay. Doctor. But I might have angled my keys strategically.
1: <laughs> I never really saw the point. It's just something you see a lot in these movies and I've I've never actually known anybody who Never did that. Ever did that. Like I never even had the thing
2: like, like if I, I
3: should put a
1: roll of quarters in my if I,
3: if I get if I get her that far he enough. He totally's
2: done it. Look at him. I'm just saying I've I've swung my keys over to the the
1: the middle of your...
2: The middle of my stuff. If, and if I get her that far
1: enough, I mean... Yeah, she's looking at your crotch. Well, she's you're on stage. Pretty there's easy
2: there's, anyway. You're on stage. There's <laughs> the a chapstick. lot of... Sm- <laughs> Is a chapstick in your pocket? Or- <laughs> you're on stage. There's a lot of smoke. Uh. There's a lot of blue light. Fritz knows. He was there.
3: Uh, Fritz didn't lower himself to be on the Travis trip. No, Fritz hates Travis trip. Don't ever... Don't Is never.
1: that a $90 cigar in your pocket, Doctor, or are you <laughs> just happy to see me? <laughs> Both. Uh, okay, well, back at the girls' dorm, Bradine is watching all the chicks do leg bends and crunches in their panties and negligees, because that's apparently what chicks did before bed in 1985. And it's clear now why I picked this movie for our 100th episode. Is it not? Yeah. It's delivering. Uh, okay, good. Hilda Von Blow insists that Bradine takes a bath. You must get clean. Uh, so she goes into the bathroom, or he goes into the bathroom... And just watches a couple of other chicks scrub their bodies thoroughly. Then another hot chick, who's not wearing her contact lenses, uh, comes in. She's hot. I can relate to that, though. I take out my contacts. I'm blind as a bat. She's very hot. Uh, she joins him in the tub that he's in so they can scrub each other's private parts. I guess that's something girls did in 1985. Seems
3: legit. Uh, I wasn't going to say this, but there was one. <laughs> there was one evening you weren't wearing your contact lenses... Uh, you and I were in a tub uh, together? Yeah, I mean, Ipso facto. Uh,
1: Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we were on the Travis Tritt door de facto. Uh,
2: we then joined Steve ha- nothing ever good happens after 2 a.m. I'll just tell you what fact. happens after on the trick 2 a.m.
1: T-R-O-U-B-L-E. <laughs> uh, we then she, joined Steve Hardman. Trouble. Oh, Okay. We join Steve Hardman leaving for his tutorial session with Mona Lott as a song plays with the greatest lyrics of all time. Again, sorry, Fritz. Uh, You ready for these lyrics? This is is him getting jazzed up for his... his I've got a rubber in my wallet, one of those little whatchamacallits.
2: I forgot this.
1: I'm saving it for that special day when the right girl comes my way. It leaves a circular impression uh, right. from all those years of compression. Believe
6: me, I was taking notes. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I've had
1: it since I turned 13. I got it in a vending machine.
5: What do you say? If he's got kind of it when he's 13, these guys are like 29 now. They've had like five senior years. Well,
1: yeah, and, and he's actually not a virgin, so I don't know why it's been... Well, I think we're getting the lyrics too attached to the people in the so- in the movie. Um but you like those
6: lyrics. It's a great
1: song. Perhaps Fritz Beer and the Fritz Factor could... We uh, <laughs> yeah,
6: well, yeah. I you can come up with something like that. Uh, well,
1: Bradine's <laughs> ruse is short-lived as Hilda Von Blow discovers the toilet seat up in the bathroom.
5: I actually like that. And when There's in- a man here!
1: And when she invades the door room to reveal the imposter, she rips off Brad's wig and chases him the hell out of there. But get this, the hot blonde girl without her contact lenses in the tub, she doesn't care. She's just, she likes him. She, she's not... She did not feel violated at all. Uh, Oh. 1985. (laughs) I do it, I'm an asshole. Oh, and when Steve Hardman shows up to Mona Lott's house, she speaks to him out, she's taking a shower, and she speaks to him in French. He looks in his French dictionary and mistranslates it to an invitation to join her in the shower. Uh, Get to see her boobs. That's pretty awesome. Uh, But, get this. That's not all what she said, and she doesn't want any part of this. She's a good teacher. She doesn't want to sleep with her students.
3: That was a bit of mis signals.
1: Uh, she could have just... She's not French. She could have just said, give me a minute. <laughs> uh, he was
3: trying to educate while her hot, naked body was taking a shower? Well,
1: anyway, she calls him a sex fiend, and Steve Hartman's like, hey, you forgot to call me a degenerate. <laughs> and she chases him away. On the way out the door, he runs straight into Principal Arsenault, uh, who was coming over to discuss that new position he had in mind for her. Yeah. Uh, but she ends up throwing from upstairs Steve's wet underwear, and it lands on Principal Arsenault's head.
3: Doesn't she end up? Oh, no. that's. Different.
1: That did not go as planned. Yeah. Uh, the next day on campus, Principal Arsenault is very unhappy with Steve. You little worm. How dare you make Miss Mona Lot a victim of your animalistic urges? You like getting your hands nice and wet? Well, I have just the thing for that. And he gives him a toothbrush and a bucket of water and starts scrubbing the floors of the Coxwell Academy. Damn you, Arsenault. Uh, Well, things do turn around quickly. Uh, Later that day at lunch, the girl babes invite the loose screws to a beach party. Right on. We cut to the beach where a ton of chicks are dancing in bikinis. Yeah, they are. Double right on.
3: Little Frankie Avalon beach blanket.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, double right on. Oh, and there's a ton of dudes dancing in little tiny speedos too. Triple right on. I mean, no. (laughs) I mean, No screws breaking away. If your eyes are closed, ready you're not gay. My kids got into my notes. Uh, (laughs) no, right off. That's what I meant to say. Right off. Um. can I wear a fucking Speedo, Todd? I mean, for Christ's sake, if I, I want to
3: put one on just to show my Johnson, I don't see why he's <laughs> got to get all fucking upset about you it.
2: You know Spader's wearing the Speedo. I'm wearing, of course oh, I am.
5: Hot pink Speedo. And it wouldn't look out of place at all. Because he would still be wearing but I think there was a time period there, coat.
3: again... In the 80s, where, 84, 85 or so, where it was acceptable for a male to wear a Speedo. Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. Well, obviously. Did you see this party? And they, those girls weren't like, the fuck's he thinking? No, they, you're a weirdo if you didn't have a Speedo.
2: Again, when I'm watching The Bachelorette and I see John Paul Jones with his Speedo, I think that it's, you know, appropriate in today's age.
5: I'd like them to come back as well. Cody agrees with me. What little of my soul remains just slowly. Is- well, I could reporters. have done
1: without so many Speedo close ups, but regardless, it's a fucking party and everybody's having fun. Even Eatmore's grinding up on some chicks, man. They're Hell having yeah. a fucking blast. There's so much synchronized we've had a lot of beach movies on our show over the last hundred episodes. I've never seen a beach party with this much synchronized dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The song playing is called Let's Do the Screw. I actually or just think this Bishop yeah, do the Screw or something do like that. Do the right. Screw. I actually
3: just think this Bishop song kicking in does it.
1: <laughs> Breaking
3: rocks in the Hudson sun! Sorry, for <laughs> it, So I had to bastardize it. I just, think, I just think that had to come in.
1: Dude, the song, <laughs> Let's Do the Screw, and, dude, they're all, like, clapping in unison, and, like, it's a pretty impressive little song and dance number. The Forbidden um, Dance.
2: <laughs> the Forbidden Dance.
1: Episode 75, Beach Bays from Beyond, uh, which is our second uh, highest watch. Yeah, watched. they
2: had, like, a huge little We uh, Well, they, but...
1: Uh, We're talking about 100 episodes. That is our second highest watched episode on YouTube. You know how many people have watched our Beach Bays from Beyond episode? I don't know. 15,000
2: people. 15,000 people? Do you know what our highest
1: watched episode on YouTube is?
2: What is it? 47 meters. That fucking
1: shark movie, 47 meters down. You know how many people have watched that on YouTube? Uh -uh. You're shitting me, really? Almost 50,000 views. Man. Yeah. spent like 15 years making feature films <laughs> <laughs> maybe
2: a couple hundred people watched it <laughs> now we, had, we had a discussion about that we do a fucking movie. shark movie about a couple
1: of chicks in bikinis getting attacked by a shark okay but they're both 50, hot 50,000 yeah. but oh, that, oh yeah, that, are, that movie oh.
3: I, we had a discussion about it because you said you were disappointed and I, I wrote a review of it for Beyond the Pod oh and no, I liked it but that, that movie is one that really translated bigger on the big screen no, because I told you there were scenes where it was like it's like pure darkness. You got Mandy Moore, who's hot, and that Claire Holt chick, who's hot. But they're the, the way they photographed it in this big turquoise blue, where they're oh, swimming underwater. I can't imagine
1: the theater experience would be so much superior to watching it. Yeah,
2: uh, the small Mandy Moore in a bikini. I wonder why people are watching our show. Okay,
3: same with Shallows with a uh, Blake Blake Lively. Lively, Lively. I always get it wrong. Same thing, and that was like intense on the big screen. Because they, they do, like, there's a great cinematography of it, I, I hate to derail things, but it's like right like at the waterline. She's hot, and she's on her it, surfboard, and it's like right when the I water's lapping I think there up.
1: is, you know what, We you've reviewed a ton of shark movies on our website. You can always go to the website to read The Doctor's. He, he does a lot of written reviews for, you know, things he sees in the cinema or things he watches at home. Uh, we've done not too many shark movies, maybe one or two, on the show, but... I think that is the one genre where you definitely, it's, if you can catch it on the big screen, a dark theater, you know, this girl's down 50 meters under, you know, the fucking ocean and you're watching it, just this, you're surrounded by darkness. Of course that, that feels more immersive than, Watching it on a computer screen, yeah, And I'm, I'm
3: all in on the sequel with Stallone's daughter. Oh yeah.
5: It's kind of like said that um, Stallone. It's yeah. Kind of, it's <laughs> oh yeah yeah. It's yeah. Kind of like, Which is weird because it's his daughter. It's
2: kind of like watching a space oh, no. movie. It's space movie when you're talking about the expanse of the ocean or the expanse of space. You need that big huge two thousand one should screen. be watched on a
1: movie screen, yeah. not on a fucking
2: phone. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Um,
1: well. Uh, so we we Beach Base from Beyond. Remember episode 34, our Bikini Summer and Bikini Car Wash double how, feature? How could I forget? Dude, 34. That was like 70 of these ago. Is that crazy or not? Or episode 43, South Beach Academy. Oh. None of them had a party like this on the beach. No. Yeah. Uh, and the only one that I could... I was going to even... say, remember all those movies, boys? Because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only
2: one that I could even think of... It's beach babes from beyond and on, it wasn't like this. Yeah, you're good.
3: Yeah. And it Doct- was doctor
2: it, every ten minutes. I will say that this this trumped well, Trumped 20th. the uh, beach babes from beyond.
1: There was no nudity. I no would have liked the girls to be dancing around topless, but yeah. You, know, you can't have everything.
2: Even uh, Mantravention didn't come close. Oh, there's a beach party in that too. Yeah.
1: I forgot about man intervention. Later that night around the campfire, Eatmore is trying to get roasted wieners on a stick into a girl's mouth. She shames him. It's just not big enough. I'm used to so much bigger wieners. Give the guy a break. Uh, But Brad's chick tells him that every time... So familiar. Every time that he's around her, she gets wet. That's what's called a double and tundra, boys, because remember, um, he was in the tub with her earlier. Get wet. Yeah. And they start making out. They end up doing it on the beach, and Steve Hardman gets laid. Points for him. As well, after a skinny dip session with another... I'm sorry, that was Brad. He gets laid. Then Steve Hardman gets laid after a skinny dip session with another horny babe. Not too shabby for their first beach party. Mm, they're scoring, they're racking up points. Yeah, I think I've been there like <laughs> three days at this point. Yet do they'll you, still be complaining, it's like a concentration camp. Do you think they had
3: score what sheets like these for their Hogwarts? cigars? Hogwarts <laughs> points for Hartman. Well, I'd give her 10% for aroma, but uh,
1: I'd say construction was nice. For your, for nice, your first uh, three days in school, that's not <laughs> too labor. shabby. It's not Play too shabby. <laughs> Price and
3: value was off the charts. <laughs>
1: That is not too shabby. Complexity, Cut. I'm going to give her a 75. <laughs> no, oh, God, you're raking uh, night... What's nope. her name? Nina Nightingale or whatever? Nina Nightstroke? Nina Nightstroke.
3: I'm going to uh, give Tracy Greathead a 95 <laughs> on Aroma. <laughs> uh,
1: it is not shabby at all. You know what else isn't shabby, boys?
2: Um, let me guess. I got nothing.
3: The 22-year-old Centennial? Ooh. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say what else is not do shabby is Drew Estate.
1: You are absolutely correct, Doctor. Drew Estate is not shabby. Those guys are champions, and especially, you're right, in that tobacco special cigars are not shabby. Brought to you from the folks who created Sweet Jane. Ooh. And Sweet Jane is fucking playing wow. on the speaker. Wow. Huh. I actually prefer Fritz's version to Lou Reed's, but that's just me. Uh, They also brought you La Vieja Habana and so many other classic lines. Available in your choice of either extra dark Connecticut broadleaf or natural Connecticut shade wrappers, they envelop... A Sumatra binder and Nicaraguan Criollo filler leaves. Before aging, the cigars are slowly infused with Nicaraguan estate grown coffee. The smoke is medium to full body, depending on the wrapper. It's rich tobacco flavors commingling with the unmistakable aroma of coffee and a little bit of sweetness. A perfect early-morning or after-dinner smoke. And if you don't believe me, go fuck yourself. No, I'm just kidding. Go try one for yourself. How's that? You know what, uh,
3: honestly though, you bring up a point, and again, we risk it after several beers derailing, but what I love about Fritz's cover of the song is that this is really kind of an original bent that you have on it because the uh, people always talk about Velvet Underground, and uh, there's some great music in the old Velvet Underground. But the initial Sweet Jane song that they do as it wasn't a band right, it
1: wasn't very good. is not very good. Not very good. <laughs> right.
3: Then when Lou, Lou does it, his own version later, when he breaks in the band, yeah, he
1: put out an album. Oh God, what was the name of that thing? Something robot or alien or something. And well, he he did one that was just
3: with his record company. Where what was it called Metal Machine Music? He did one in the 70s. He was under. He owed them an album, and he just did like a bunch of fucking noises. Static and stuff. So- but the, the, then the original song is not very good. Then he kind of when he when he broke off on his own. He did a version that was closer to this. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but I always found his like version rock animal, very yeah. rock and roll animal version. Right, rock and roll animal. That's the one I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, but it was very uh, monotone and kind of yeah, Well, that's sludging along.
2: It's kind of like and,
1: style, right? and and yeah. I you know we're not just saying this because you hear. I mean, you, you you breathe fucking life into a, a kind of a stale, boring song.
6: Yeah. Well. It needs to be kicked up a little bit. You're right. It does. You're right. And and, and Lou is... Monotone is kind of his thing. Yeah. Um. And, it, you know, and it's all right. I tell it's, Fritz, it's, Fritz it's and I have had a
1: lot of conversation over the years where I'm like, dude, just tell me. Like, I'll just bring up, like, come on, man. Give me one reason why Elvis Costello isn't a total joke. Like, everyone talks about Elvis Costello. He's the most brilliant...
5: <laughs> well, that's right.
1: ...lear... You know, like, oh, Elvis Costello. I'm like, dude, Terror. Like I can't listen to this. He,
3: uh, he's song. he's he's an older version of hipster. Like that's like the some of the, some of the <laughs> oh, hipster. I'm, I'm, I, I think no, I mean, uh, some of the hipster novelists I like, like Breddy Snellis, Jay McInerney. They're like, oh, I love Elvis Costello. It's like, man. Like, do you
1: really? Oh, no, I
3: mean... I like, mean, are like, you really
1: sitting at home listening Like, this is good? Because I don't think it is. Yeah, I'm like, and i like... I remember that conversation. And, I,
0: and, and then I'm like, but we've hey... A lot just, of I'm like,
6: just, that, just take a breath and, now. And yeah... I'm going to well, tell you why. Yeah, well, you
1: and I have had some conversations when there was live music here at the pub in uh, O'Brien's Irish pub in downtown historic Temple, Texas, where I would throw something out there like, you know what? Everybody talks about how great Bob Dylan is. And if you pulled that musician sitting over there with his guitar playing... And said, you know, what do you think about Bob Dylan? He'd be like, oh man, the guy's just a genius. And I'd be like, all right, name me five Bob Dylan songs. And I guarantee you that fucker couldn't name five Bob Dylan songs. All on the watchtower. Uh, I just think I just think these certain people have elevated for some reason, whether it's Rolling Stone magazine liked them and and continued to like give them great reviews and, and interviews or whatever. Dude, show me somebody who's a hardcore fucking Elvis Costello. The thing is,
3: uh, you can you can uh, whether it's with movies or music. I mean, you can you can trade on past success for a long time. Well,
2: well, not only that, but you you capture. Costello definitely has this point. You capture a bit of lightning at a bottle. Uh, You know, Costello was performing at a time where I'm watching the detectives. Okay, terrible. Yeah, but he was different. Watching the detectives was different than a lot of the mainstream music that was going on at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the reason why if you turn on to serious, uh, first wave and no. the first wave of alternative, that's why Costello is there. He was an alternative to the mainstream that was going on at the time. There's a reason why he's not mainstream. There's a reason why you can't name all these songs from Costello because he was an alt. Performer. Thank
1: you. Yeah, I, I and I, I don't want to get off the the rails here too. Oh, much we've gone it's there. It's I agree to, with but, you but I, I, just, I agree I, with you I, I, I just there's so many people that and and I I go to music, but doctors rightfully so. There's so many people in movies too, you know, filmmakers that it's like, oh, you know, Jim Jarmusch, like it's just the most brilliant. Art. It's like, no, it's really not. The guy in Ghost Dog was pretty cool.
3: Yeah. yeah, like you did one or two good things, and then that's that gives you like thirty or forty years of just trading. on If you that.
1: hit at the right time and the right crowd, and you impress the right critics,
2: well, see, I actually they can coast you
1: to, I actually to a think, level. Uh, like, I
2: actually think that Bruce Springsteen is very similar. Bruce Springsteen was huge on the East Coast. He was huge in a time where. Uh, there was very few mediums for music.
1: It's doctor about to punch you it's
2: not. It's not like today's environment where if you got got GarageBand on your iTunes, Don't you can put, put out a, put a, Dude, a you're sitting next song to, out. You're
1: sitting next to one of the biggest Springsteen fans I've ever...
2: I'm just saying, you take Springsteen out of the East Coast. He was a horrible singer. He was a good lyricist. And that was about it. But he captured the imagination of a generation along one demographic of america but mainstream music picked up on that propelled it as like this great sense of music and he became a legend from it and i respect springsteen i'm not saying that he was great i'm saying that he is a bit overrated i love the fact that he did a south by southwest uh uh, commensurate speech and he was he was awesome you know like in today's in today's environment where everybody's doing the uh, I'm alright I'm alright I'm alright I'm, right, I'm okay where everybody's doing like the digitized stuff and they're like sampling and he was like it. I don't care whether you golf. pick up a guitar and make music or you pick up a computer and make music. You're making music. And I love the fact that he's honest about that. And I love the fact that I think that he's sincere about that. But in terms of being a... Shit. Finish. Finish your yeah, time. You know what? In the light
3: of- went out and it was goddamn appropriate. <laughs> uh, why, don't you, why don't you piss on Tom Petty while you're headed? You know, we're going outside, actually,
2: Todd. Actually, I
1: did piss on Tom Petty. Uh... Okay, well, I, you know, every time Prince is here, we tend to go off on these musical tangents. Uh, I think we all agree Tut's wrong about Springsteen. Yes. yes. Uh, I, gotta, I gotta say, I love uh, I'm, I'm on fire. G- I am like I, Uncle Bruce. Hey, Yax is on fire. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Literally.
1: Am I don't... the only one that really loves that song?
5: No, I, I like it too. I just mentioned it. I said it out loud.
1: That's might be my favorite Bruce Springsteen song. I'm on fire? Yeah, hey, little girl's your daddy home. Oh, hey, little girl's your daddy
4: home.
6: Before, we need to get back to the movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. just going to say that before, before... <laughs> I do appreciate when people make fun of Springsteen. Yeah. No. Oh, I, that, I do appreciate you, it. Did you ever see Ben Stiller do it on the old
1: Ben Stiller show? Oh, my God, it was so good. Before good Before Born that, in the I USA. I that
6: song with just I was doing this duo with this girl. She used to sing that song. I used to do like a like a ridiculous Springsteen thing. <laughs> you like did on that fire? <laughs> we like. Yeah, we did. Like, Where'd you go and,
3: and leave me alone? <laughs> no,
6: no. I did, and I liked the song and everything, but I would exaggerate that voice because I just thought that was kind of see. Fun. I can, I can make fun too.
1: <laughs> How have I never heard that? <laughs> huh? Um, hmm.
3: that, that's that, that's Springsteen.
1: I think you. that's telling us. Tut's wrong. It's time to move on. Uh, okay. Well, moving on. Moving on. Tut doesn't like it, but we're moving on. The next day, back at the Coxwell Academy, uh, Principal Arsenault is showing off a tiny statue of the Academy's founder, J. Peter Coxwell.
4: Uh, to the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just goes on over there, were you? J. Peter Coxwell. <laughs> J. Peter
1: Coxwell. Peter Coxwell. Uh, To the faculty, it's a little tiny statue, but he's like, he's telling them that the sculptor is on their way to recreate a life-size version of this, just in time for the founding Father's Day celebration. Uh, While all this pomp and circumstance is taking place, Steve Hardman is still scrubbing floors with his toothbrush when he's approached by a hot as shit milf with a tennis racket. He examines a racket, nice and tight, just like I like it. The tighter the better, she says. Yeah, it's all, but it's all about the stroke.
3: I thought that was the chick from Cocktail that... No. resembled the, the rich chick that yeah.
1: he ends up, you know. Uh, I knew it wasn't. Just, you... Were they talking about tennis rackets here yet? Well, no, no, we're, we're really talking about it. No, they yeah. were. They yeah, I think about. so. We cut to the tennis courts at a nearby country club where the hot milf is revealed to be... Get this, Mrs. Claudia Arsenault, Principal Arsenault's wife.
2: Of course.
1: Uh Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. They play tennis for approximately 10 seconds, and then they're off to do it in the nearby woods. Their (laughs) lovemaking is interrupted when a golfer hits his ball between Hardman's legs, and when Claudia runs off, she did not want to be found in the woods with this young kid. Uh, The old guy, the golfer... (laughs) Ends up whacking Hardman in the balls. I'm when he sorry, kid. I gotta
2: play it where it lies. He's
1: got to chip the ball. He's got to play it where it lies. He chips the balls and he ends up chipping his ball and Hardman's balls. Doctor, you're an avid golfer. You ever encounter anything like that out in the course?
3: Uh, well, believe it or not, <laughs> uh, Fritz and I were talking about playing in uh, tournaments, a scramble tournament. where you are playing in a best ball team, and you, you know, there's four of you. You hit your ball, each of you, and you go play the best one. And okay. and yeah, if you if you find a you know a young man laying in the woods uh, after having hot sex and, and he's that's just laying the best there, ball. and that's the best ball. You're gonna play and it, and gonna, you gotta play it as life, and if
1: he's not gonna get out of the way. Doctor, do you think there's any chance he'll r- possibly regain full feeling in his testicles again anytime soon?
3: <laughs> well, Mr. Cade, that's a great question. I'm afraid at this juncture, however. It's far too early to tell. I will say this, however. My God! The pain in his balls must be in! After taking a seven iron <laughs> right to the scrotum, My every nerve ending in his body must be on fire! <laughs> An
1: expert.
6: Man of science.
3: Yeah, Man of science, science. We gotta go with so
1: it. You're always gonna thank have a thank you, Doctor. Any Anytime. <laughs> Uh, Back on campus, the nerdy Hugh G. Rection and Marvin Eatmore are trying out Hugh's Bathing Suit Disappearing Serum on a swimming pool full of hot chicks. All while Hugh G. Rection continues to film everything on his JVC VHS camcorder. Tut style. We lost our lights again. Uh, Before, you guys totally missed that little joke I made about how the nerd's always on his JVC camcorder tut style. It was a little slam on tut. You guys just glossed over because the light went out. But before Eatmore and Hugh can get any action with their zinc-coated Speedos, they coated their swimsuits in zinc because that, their serum, it makes the girls' bathing suits disappear, but if they have those zinc suits on, they're fine. Uh, Principal Arsenault shows up, and when he sees the pool full of naked volleyball playing babes, he jumps right the fuck in.
6: With the robe on.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, across town, Brad bribes an Asian masseuse to take his place, and he starts massaging Mona Lot instead. When she calls out, I'm ready, hung low,
2: <laughs>
1: it's our boy Brad that begins rubbing her down. Mm-hmm. It was at this point that I made the connection to the original Screwballs, where in that film they were all trying to unpurify Purity Bush, ah, the school Purity virgin. Bush. The grand contest here was totally Miss Mona Lot. They don't really state it, but now I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of the theme of the Screwballs movies. There's always that one unattainable chick. Only where we didn't get to see Purity Bush's goodie bags until the last few frames of Screwballs when she got up on stage, we already saw Mona Lot naked in the shower. So from a filmmaking standpoint, you kind of cooked the goose and served it to us in the second act. We saw her naked in the shower. Like I'm
2: cool with that. But well, I like how you tie
3: it in together. It's kind of like Don Corleone's history between Godfather 1 and Godfather it's exact, 2. It's yeah.
1: exactly yeah. like yeah. that. Screwballs, so so there's a parallel there. It's exactly yeah. like that.
2: Uh, but yeah, it was just weird. It's like, we had to see a series. That director is like, thank you, boys. <laughs> you know thank what? You That's so what I was much. going
1: for. You, you guys.
2: You guys get it. Fucking see? get it. <laughs> These guys get it. It only
1: took 40 years, but you got it.
3: Now I know I went to film school under the name Francis Ford
1: Copperfield. Now I know I, why I went to Stephen F. Austin Film School. Uh, well, none of that matters, however, because we're talking about loose screws.
4: Loose screws breaking away. <laughs> if your eyes are closed, maybe you're not gay.
3: Oops. What was that? That's perfect. That it was, it was something that had to do with speed. Uh, I'm going to go back to drawing pictures
1: of dicks. And speaking of how nothing matters here, maybe we should just gloss over the stereotypical Chinese impression that Brad oh, was, does here. This is
2: offensive. As I'm he, sorry.
1: As he massages Mona Lot's body, he's got a fake Chinese wig on and a Fu Manchu mustache. As he rubs her neck extremely vigorously, she suddenly realizes it's not hung low. And when she confronts him, he says he's actually well hung low. <laughs> And Brad immediately races out of the massage parlor, right, Why, TCC there's style. There's so Oops. many other
5: ways to, he could have gone with Long wing. Again, in
3: 1985, you could make Asian racist jokes. You're not humble, no,
1: uh, enormous genitals. Uh, Let's
5: all give him a real big hand. <laughs> give him a
3: big
1: hand. Uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty offensive. Uh, you, you were you
2: said you were personally offended. Well, not when I take it to the context. Of not the when 80s. I drank a boot.
3: <laughs> I don't really care anymore.
2: <laughs> uh, well, you see, my dear friend Cade, once you drink a boot,
3: oh, offensiveness
2: I've, just kind uh, of my liberal
3: sensibilities have taken a hayride <laughs> for the
1: Tut's Asian privilege is. Uh, this is making this is totally off the rails. Later that night, bear with me. Eat more and huge erection. <laughs> Put a ladder up to Mona Lot's bedroom. What the fuck am I doing? You try to redirect. Then, you try to redirect. Sorry, no, I'm trying you're. you really like, serious? Like, no, I'm the taskmaster here. Like, you know what, guys, calm down.
3: Calm down a second. So, here, Marvin Eatmore and Huge Erection. Huge Erection. Marvin
1: Eatmore and Huge Erection and put a ladder up to Mona Lot's bedroom. Uh,
3: can we get serious for a
1: moment? Can we just do this? Bunch of idiots. God. Whoa. Bunch of robber room numb nuts.
4: That was an
3: Elvis
1: Costello song, wasn't it? Watching Marvin
4: eat more!
1: <laughs> Probably was. Um, and we got it on Fritz's authority. He did stuff toilet paper into that little stupid hat he wears. We don't know why, but he did it. Uh, eat more is attacked by a dog as he stands at the bottom of the ladder. A tiny dog, which he should have just shrugged off. Uh, but he drops the ladder, and as Hugh hangs from the windowsill. She looks out
2: the window, and he's like, it's okay. I'm just here to see your tits. No, I I actually love this thing. It's like, would you believe I'm here to do a documentary on this? Would you believe I'm doing a film? All right, I'm just here to look at your tits. Which he
1: slams the window down on his fingertips. He flies down. This mission, it's one big failure, isn't it, Yanks? Oh, it is. All around. Hilariously. Hilarious.
2: But the camera drops down.
1: Correct. Uh, They lose their camera. Unfortunately, Principal Arsenal... As a
2: camera nerd, I, I sympathize with this. Well, it's especially back it's then, a horrible thing. That
1: JVC VHS camera was probably 800 bucks, man. Those things don't grow on trees. Unfortunately, Principal Arsenal was on his way over to Bangmoan a lot, and when he finds Hugh buried down in the bushes... Hey, for once, not a euphemism. He was actually in the bushes. Uh... <laughs> He orders him to clean all the Academy's windows for his wacky hijinks. This guy loves punishing people by cleanliness. I fired all of
5: the cleaning staff to pad my own pockets. Now I use (laughs) the kids to do the dirty
1: work. Which makes sense why Miss Hilda Von Blow is so obsessed with cleanliness. She wants to keep her job. Uh, Also, unfortunately, just as... Steve Hardman has begun sucking on Claudia Arsenal's feet in her bedroom. She she invited him over the house, and he's going to town. Her principal husband yeah, comes home,
4: pretty nice.
1: and Hardman almost gets busted as he hides under the covers. Claudia blows off her horny husband when he tries to be frisky. We already did it once this semester, and he's like, "All right." He's got Mona Lot on his mind. He doesn't care about banging his wife. He's he's. That's horrible, because his wife was hot. Yeah, his wife was hot, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all in agreement. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, Claudia Arsenal was A-OK, but she was crazy.
2: She was crazy, but still, she was
1: hot. When when the husband showed up, and uh, Steve Hardman was looking for a place to hide, he opened up a closet, and there was all these ball gags and leather whips and stuff. He's like, I'm a loose screw. I'm not a broken screw like i don't want anything to do with this uh way to have standard steve yeah way to go steve hardman here. uh once the principal once she blows him the doctor she
3: gives you an ill bill of health
1: <laughs> don't you judge me well once the principal leaves uh she tries to jump steve's bones again and he ends up he's like i'm freaked out he wants to graduate they all want to down deep graduate I think it got a little too real. I'm calling
2: bullshit on this. It got this. a little too
1: real Call when the principal walked in there like, Dude, I'm like 28 years old. I've I'm calling co- bullshit. I've been in high school for 10 years. 10
5: years now. I've been in, I've been in college for four
1: out. days. I really, it's, it's like purgatory. Like, just kill uh, me. Or I'm like, on the same softball team
3: as
2: my friend's kids. <laughs> I'm just saying that you're you're a college student. You open up a closet. Oh, you're banging Claudia. You open arsenal. up a closet door and there's a ball gag and a whip. You're you're going 50 shades of tut. You are absolutely going on this.
5: Can we... Can we, Can we just move on? God, yeah, just 50, go. Fifty just go. We got, let's,
3: let's wrap this up. I, Fifty Shades of Tut. Letting writing
1: uh, that down for future posterity. I want to see Tut's Pleasure Room.
2: Oh, yeah, you do.
1: It's like Whips, <laughs> Wait, a, Dungeons and, a Dungeons and Dragons game <laughs> set up on a little table.
3: I'm just picturing the. He, I'm just picturing Tut <laughs> as <laughs> Everett sure. McGill and Last House on the Left, wanting to run his house with a shotgun and the gimp a gimp outfit. A
1: gimp outfit on? Uh, Roll for
5: Perception.
1: Well, she's like, hey... <laughs> I've been waiting for this. Let's do it, youngster. And he's like, this is too much. I can't. I can't." can't. she's like, oh, yes, you can. And she reaches out for him, and he backs up. He flies out of a two-story window.
2: Crit fail, yaks.
1: Uh, whips and chains, not his thing. I think it was more the principal he got spooked. Um, lots of crazy stuff. I am about to uh, pull out our final beer tonight. the night. Oh. Whoa! Hey. Oh, wait. Sorry, I forgot we are talking about this group. Let me whip out tonight's. Hey, i to whip out. Shit. Uh, I'm going to whip out tonight's final beer. Um, Yak yeah, Boy, go ahead and take this opportunity. To tell us a little bit about it. It's a special beer.
5: It is a special beer. In a beer. lot of ways. Out, ni-
1: out of 99 go ahead. episodes, right I'm I'm go ahead. this was the one cigar be, uh, that at least two out. of us said. And we didn't feature on the show. It was like a, a six you mean pack the beer. Yeah, the beer. We it was a six pack that we got for the end of a show. We didn't it wasn't our main beer. And both of us said this might be the best goddamn beer we've ever had on the show. And so I wanted to well, they didn't have enough of these. I was like, you know what, if we're gonna bring something back to end the night, we should probably bring the good night.
5: The good night. Yeah, Oscar
1: Blues. Tell
0: us
5: about it. No, I thought we were talking about the Huge Erection IPA. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the Marvin Eat More IPA.
1: <laughs> the Steve Hardman Scotch Red Ale. Oh, if we ever had made beers, we'd probably name them after these idiots. It's to be the Eat More We Heavy. Would you like to name it after your old dog or maybe one of your kids? No, no, no. Huge Erection.
2: I
5: like the Eat More We Heavy. <laughs> Tell us about the Goodnight yes. The Goodnight. Is, as they classify themselves, their Velvet M80. Who's they? Uh, That is the Oscar Blues. Oscar Blues. Uh, Brewing uh, out of... Colorado. Out of Colorado.
2: They do have a a distillery in or a brewery in Austin.
5: Correct. Uh, The Gnite is a hefty, dry hop, double red IPA. With a nose full of aroma, a sticky mouthful, and a malty middle and... I'm not even going to... Something hot flavors. Uh, G'Night Sports is surprisingly sensuous finish for beer of its size. 8.7% ABV and 60 IBUs. It's brewed in tribute to to a fellow Colorado craft beer pioneer and Vietnam vet who died fighting a 2002 wildfire outside of Lyon's. Um, I believe it's a uh, Gordon Knight, hence the name Good Night So this is, and we have like I said we've had this before, and it was fantastic. Oh god, it's such a good beer. Uh, the Oscar Blues uh, uh, started brewing in a 2002, and just they have been, uh, gr- and they have grown every year. Where they have actually uh, add a new place. Like I said, they opened uh, one in Austin, uh, but they also have besides within their original of Longmont, Colorado, also Brevard, North Carolina. So yeah, they're all across country, huh? Yes, they are.
6: I played at the one. In, I played at the brewery in Brevard. Oh, really? A couple times, yeah.
1: There we go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we did. Mm-hmm. We drank their... Was it the old Chub?
5: Yes, old Chub and uh, Dale's Pillow. Dale's mm-hmm. Pillow. We never
1: did Dale's on the show though. I
5: thought we did. First.
2: No, no. Oh, I, I'm a, like a fan original, of Dale's like Pillow. Dale's like an
6: original nationwide kind of. Yeah, thing. Yes. No, yeah. no, We did the old yeah.
1: Chub for uh, the Death Wish, and then we ended the night with a good night, and we we're like fighting over that last can because we only had so many of them. And dude, I'm with Tut. It might be the best beer. I, I. I Man, we've had so many good beers on the show. All I, right. I, I really I'll, like, I'll, the, I like the Don to Do.
2: I'll put it this way. I'm a, I'm a Guinness loyalist. Before the craft beer era kicked off, and you didn't have a lot of choice, Guinness was my beer for everything. And I still, Guinness is like my comfort blanket, my Linus blanket. Sure. It's what makes me feel secure when I drink it. But I will say that the Good Night is probably my perfect beer. Yeah. It is a great beer. It's got flavor. It's got complexity. But it's got... It's not heavy enough to where it shies you off from the ABV. But it's got an ABV that will kick you Uh in the ass. Uh, It is just a great, flavorful beer. Fritz,
1: mm-hmm. how could you not try one after mm-hmm. that?
2: Mm-hmm. Back in the Far dorm small. room, like an hour and a half. Hugh
1: G. Rection asks his computer what is the <laughs> m- most op... <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I said it like 20 weird. times tonight. 50? 100? It still gets a laugh. Uh, God damn it. He asks his computer what is the most optimal method of gaining access to new chicks, and it tells him that the ceiling has structural faults, and that's the gateway. Do
3: you like that computer voice? The ceiling has (laughs) structural (laughs) faults. It sounded a lot like you, actually. The ceiling has structural faults, and... That is your key. That is your key to getting laid, Marvin Eatmore.
1: So Eatmore crawls up in the ceiling panels of the female locker room. We know where this is going. Oh, we do, don't we? And he's exposed to a plethora up there of tits and ass, like he's in heaven. Uh, The one he's most fixated on, of course, Miss Mona Lott, uh, comes in, and just before she strips down nude, he falls through the ceiling panels. Too many potato chips.
3: One too many potato
1: chips. And ruins that golden moment. Which I still don't understand why, as a viewer of the film, you're like, oh, he's so close. We saw her naked in the shower in the first ten minutes. But
3: that's what we saw. The boys. Yeah, but score. Score nothing. But I
1: think in the original Screwballs, we didn't get to see Purity Bush naked until that last scene. I think that should have been how it was done here.
3: Yeah. Purity Bush. It's, I was trying to remember a name. Like, Was it Charity Bush?
1: Chastity Bush? It was Purity Bush. Purity Bush. Yeah. Who, by the way, Purity Bush is opening up for Fritz Beer and the Fritz Factor. Uh, Check, well, check FritzBeerMusic.com for <laughs> tour dates.
2: She's the second act
3: after the John Mency spoken monologue. I told you, I th- Fritz,
1: don't you don't you bring him on tour with you?
2: I still think, and I'll the audience up a little bit. I still think yeah. it should be Fritz Beer in the Beer Factory. I just,
1: Actually, that's that is really good.
5: Not so bad. Uh, Copyright Tut? <laughs> 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 doesn't work that way. <laughs> okay. Well,
1: horny principal Arsenal finds their surveillance equipment. See, I thought he used this equipment to record something we see later on. Not,
3: not it had enough. Not
1: the lost. <laughs> G- fuck yeah, this. Right. Uh, anyway, surprisingly, he doesn't expel them for getting the girls' locker room. And he
2: puts them on double secret probation.
1: Special yeah. supervision. They're banned from the swimming pool. They're banned from the opposite sex. They're banned from everything that makes them loose screws. That's how you get them.
4: Loose What's screws! That? Back in the way!
2: <laughs> it's just like today's modern nanny state. You think he's the nanny state? Banning you from everything. No red meat, actually, no sex out of I marriage. I actually think as an
1: educator responsible for the entire Coxwell Academy, he's kind of doing the right thing. I mean, these guys. No, are, should have
5: kicked them out. These guys are the all Cox- over the place. It's <laughs> like. the Coxwell Academy. Well, I'm more surprised that he didn't really, basically, on the first day, be like. You know what? You're expelled. <laughs> they solved all my problems.
3: <laughs> so, Mr. Arsenal, how's your career been going? Well, I achieved my uh, undergraduate in degree in at, at Lake Chitticaca you know, University.
5: I got a bad feeling about you guys. You know what? I'm gonna call your old principal hardbutt. I'm gonna see what he's got to hard say. Like, I am after oh all shit.
3: the I am after all the administrator of the Coxwell Academy.
1: I'm just saying he had a sweet gig. Did you see how much ivy was growing on the so side of his
6: house? not's going to call hard.
1: You do not that grow that <laughs> kind of av-
2: ivy. You don't grow that kind of ivy on hard. a two-story house. You know what?
3: Forget that. I'm just going to call the dean of studies That's when a I got my professional degree. Principal Cocksmith and, uh,
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dean Everhard. <laughs> Why is he not kicked in the mouth this point? We'll never know so as they all lounge around the dorm room in their speedos that was kind of a weird choice uh, Brad Lovett finally says fuck it and they all look at him we're gonna fucking party TNCC style man Odds are against us. Everyone's coming down on us. Let's just we're fucking back. party. We're backed into a corner. They told us we couldn't party. I'm going to bed. <laughs> we're going to party. No, doctor, we stay in the hotel room.
3: I'm finished with you. <laughs> no, fuck
2: that, that, that shit. Russian, yeah, yeah, Russians we, hacking you. Let's fucking party. Doctor and Tuttle, stock market fall. Gats,
1: we're partying, baby.
2: Oh,
3: party. I'm sorry, but maybe Fritz wasn't privy to the story. In fact, you probably were not. By the time that I went to the uh, Cat's Fest and began drinking whiskey at three in the afternoon fell down, bloodied myself Cade <laughs> helped me to my hotel room and then I decided I needed to come back to the party then went back into the hotel room then, Fritz, you'll appreciate this I'm ashamed to admit it but it happened
4: oh, well, My
3: key not. wouldn't work in the hotel room door So I went down to the front desk yeah, Mind you, I've got like a bloody crust on my nose. Inebrated. I, left eye's probably going one way right at the other. Yeah. I walk up to the front desk, Dude. slam the key down. Hey, man. I can't get my door open with this. He picks it up and he's... Well, sir, this isn't your key. This is a twenty percent off at Raising Kane's Chicken Fingers. <laughs> I swear to Christ, dude! I tried to put that on my door, and I went down there all indignant, and I handed it to him was like, "Aim my door!" And I was like, "This is a discount card for Raising Kane's Chicken fingers. I was like, "Oh, uh, now right, I got the key the in problem. my other pocket." <laughs> We've identified the problem here.
1: <laughs> it's- you actually did tell
4: me. It's no Cruz! Breaking <laughs> away. If away. You listen to It's Costello they're okay.
1: <laughs> oh man.
3: Uh, I used to
6: open the doors.
3: I used to open the I door. It used to open the door. This used but to be a
6: Raisin <laughs> Case Chicken fingers. now
3: we're La Quinta. You fucking dumbass.
2: Wait, when's that golf tournament Prince was talking about?
1: <laughs> Look, I think we'd say we'd all go party. When one of us looks at each other, we're in a corner like, let's fucking party. Strap on. Get your stuff. Whoa! Whoa. That, in this movie, that sounds horrible. You're not strapping anything on. Grab your beers. Let's go party. How's that? It's safe. Uh, the Loose Screws theme music starts to play. That's when you know mm-hmm. shit's getting real. Great song. By Errol Francis and the Francis Factor. And the gang dresses up and piles into their convertible and takes off straight to the Pig Pen Strip Club. Ah.
3: Reminiscent of Porky's, which this movie was obviously influenced by.
1: Yes. That's a good call, Doc. Uh, yeah, very Porky's-esque, the, the the friends and the, the pig pen. Again, when they get to the pig pen strip club, do you guys get why I picked this fucking movie for 100 It's obvious at this point. Yeah, it is. Okay. It really is. As if I didn't figure
3: that out when they were in Beaver High.
1: <laughs> or the Coxwell Academy, or they strolled into the town of Wadsworth. Yeah, there's a lot of sign, literally signs on the screen telling you new, we're in the right movie. Uh, the boys throw Hugh G. Rection up on stage to assist with the wet t shirt contest, and it's a doozy. And this st- reminded me of Hot Dog. Dude. Pouring beer on chicks. Episode 24 Hot Dog. That was our last wet t shirt contest. God, it
3: was episode 24? <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. It's like
1: three years ago, man. My
3: God. My God. My God, the time <laughs> has just passed. Uh,
1: the livers. The shape their livers must be <laughs> in at this point. Well, uh, let's not think about that. Six chicks with low self-esteem and daddy issues let huge Rection pour a pitcher water over <laughs> their boobs and they start shaking those suckers around all over the place. Uh, every time Other, otherwise work, known as the doctor's
3: dating profile. <laughs> <laughs> low so self-esteem looking, and daddy issues. What are you looking for on Match.com?
1: Well, I'm looking for a woman who has low self-esteem and daddy issues. <laughs> and likes to shake them all over the place. Uh, this is a big moment, though, because he's a virgin. Uh, Hughie, despite his name, he is a virgin. Uh, I thought the scene had a real emotional power to it. You, you stepped out for a second when he's pouring the water all over the girl's boobs at the wet t-shirt contest, reminiscent of Hot Dog episode twenty-four.
3: <laughs> Wait, did you just say that? I thought the scene had a real emotional resonance. Yeah, I did, I he's did, pouring did. beer
1: on the chicks. I, I, I thought that moment of you know he's virgin and he's he's never been in this environment. I, I just saw it in his eyes. This was like a powerful, maybe not.
2: I'm just saying when uh, I was when I was uh, 12 years old in Myrtle Beach and I was pouring God, here water comes the trick tri- story when I was pouring water across the uh, girls' boobs at a top t- uh, you know wet t-shirt contest I I I appreciate what what huge erection was Have going you through. actually
1: poured water on girls' boobs at a wet t-shirt contest Yes. Anybody else? I've never done that. I no, I've never uh, done
3: that. I've. Closest I came to that was the time three of us went to Scandals when we were eighteen years old. Yeah.
2: Myrtle Beach was a wonderful place.
3: It was
1: expand my mind learning juice.
2: Let us know what you think, Doc. Uh, so have they you tried the
1: Have you tried the Good Night yet? The Good Night, yeah. The
6: Good Night. Good Night.
1: Good Night. You, you like it? Good Night, mate. You like it? Yeah. Good Night, mate. <laughs> All right. It's it's creamy. Ooh, it's cat, so I do like Academy. It. It. It's so just.
6: And strong, right?
1: It is intense. Good night. Well, eight. I mean, that's a hell of a lot more stronger that But yeah, I mean, eight, eight something percent. Eight point seven. Eight point seven. That's still...
5: almost nine. Trees. That's one. That's, that's well, I mean, one percent. I like how dude, well, I like mean, how you're
1: all eight
3: point seven. Whatever, dude. That's like fucking potent. Well, I mean, yeah, but no, I mean, that's one no, no.
1: percent more than what I've been
2: drinking. Eight of these today. No, I mean, Skip, yeah. uh, Skip from Roman would laugh, every, Roma, laugh at our eight point seven. Every Roman
1: episode we do, there's just like sixteen percent beers. I mean, <laughs> I mean what's
2: See, Skip's some, like, some like crom, episode, I, I mean, laugh until eight point seven. Really
6: strong, and that's the one that you guys were like falling down, like. I was listening to the podcast, <laughs> well, it's and be you guys were monkey. falling
1: down. Yeah, that, that was the, the Golden Monkey episode. Oh.
4: Uh, golden Monkey. I don't
1: know what really happened that know, episode. That was, something that was called
6: Russian something.
2: Oh, no, oh that was the, the Rasputin.
1: Rasputin. That was the Maggie. That was the old Rasputin. No, that was the old Rasputin. That was Maggie, right? No, I fell down during the old Rasputin.
2: I thought yeah. that was Maggie. Yeah, uh, I'm like, Maggie I can
6: hear hear you guys. I can hear you guys staggering.
1: Oh. <laughs> Much like Rasputin and himself. We, and it's sad, we were sitting. <laughs> yeah, hey,
2: you're he, sitting down. I can hear you staggering. I can hear you staggering around. We were sitting. Still alive. alive. Cade was hung. Yak shot him. And he still.
5: Oh, my God.
1: It was
3: a, that was a Loomis reference. The old Rasputin of Smiths Grove. Oh,
6: yeah,
1: that's it. it was, that was it. Uh, the, well, no. Was uh, we actually got really blitzed on old Rasputin. That was our uh, Charlie Sheen biker movie episode. Uh, and then, uh, t- you're right, on the Maggie episode, which was very early, and I-, I learned after that episode I need to eat dinner before we record the show. <laughs> Empty
0: stomach something is not,
1: not, not not Not, not good for this. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of that in Maggie. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Um,
3: Didn't you, but, like, break a glass?
1: No, no, no. That was actually... Uh, we're going down memory lane here, episode 100. Uh, The monkey episode, everybody for some reason had a weird reaction to that beer, the golden monkey. And the camera kept fucking up. And at some point, it's just, there's no video evidence of it, thank God. But I broke an ashtray over the table and like I tried to assault Tut. He made some very, very very controversial comments about the caste system in India <laughs> that... Huh. And I think, Yakboy, you were more of like a peacekeeper. That, you were so Fucking drunk. cow worshiping so so sons of
5: bitches. You were so drunk, too. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't do it that way. You should talk about it this way. <laughs> My God, uh, we got so shitty on that episode. Uh, it is like a 10% beer. And the problem was, is we didn't find that out because we got going. <laughs> And then we're like, "Wait a second, let's talk about the beer How three, much is
1: this
2: beer? Three hours into it usually,
1: uh, usually, usually Cody introduces the beer in the first 15 minutes three three hours in. oh yeah, yes, yeah. so tell me about this beer, you son of a bitch And he's like, "Oh yeah, we shouldn't have drank this.
5: How many do we have?" Yeah.
1: No
3: shit. Yeah, well, none of you bastards tried to enter your hotel room with a Raising Cane's chicken figure <laughs> <Vicar> discount card.
1: <laughs> we have been on some just outrageous. Oh my <laughs> my God, that's hilarious. This ski
4: won't
3: work. <laughs> Dude, I went up there with. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Key <laughs> in my room with us. He's like,
3: well, I her, that's understandable, sir. It uh, stands to reason this is a raisin canes discount chip. If there
2: is one story, Well, can I get a key
3: in?
5: Where's there, the nearest raisin canes? You son of a bitch. <laughs> Are they open at 4 a.m.? I want a, <laughs> <laughs> a caniac combo right if now. If there's one
2: story that epitomizes <laughs> TNCC, that might be. That it. might be it.
3: That really might be it. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I could have a key. And where's the nearest raisin
5: canes? <laughs>
1: yeah,
4: where's. <laughs>
1: Well, all right. So the boys are at the Pigpen Strip Club. Uh, poor little Hugh G. Reaction is, is having the time of his life. Uh, he's dropping cigars right now. The- and while the loose screws are having fun at the titty bar, Principal Arsenal is driving Miss Mona Lott down the Sunset Strip in his convertible, putting his creepy old man vibes on her, which is weird because he's probably like our age.
2: I was about to say Tut style. They were creepy t-style. old men. Creepy old men by TNCC
1: style. He's probably younger than us at <laughs> <on> this stage.
3: <laughs> Principal Arsenault, is that two rolls of Charmin in your pants or
1: are you happy to see me? As <laughs> uh, was a Travis Trit tour. It was, uh, a lot of stuff was going on there. A lot of stuff going on there. Uh, and get this. Whatever Prushing he's doing. about
3: midnight.
1: Well, first of all, everybody in this movie has a convertible. Of That's course. Weird. But get this. Whatever he's doing, she's loving it. She's into him. Tut style. I uh, don't have that in my notes. Uh, she actually digs him. Uh, Tut style. Five later. <laughs> uh, back at the strip show, the boys applaud their way into winning their friend Nikki Nightstroke.
6: Nikki Nightstroke? Nikki Nightstroke. Wow. The
3: She's gran- cute. The, I gran- like her.
1: the grand prize.
6: All the girls in this movie are actually really good. Uh, yeah, yeah they, they, are. Are. they
1: are. I, I like uh, that, that first chick in the dice game back at Beaver High when he was playing dice in the girls' bathroom. And that one chick, she was...
2: I like the one with the vibrator and the condom. That condoms. sounds terrible, right? Yeah, back that at one. Beaver I like that girl, too. Back yeah. at Beaver High, <laughs> the young teenager. That sounds teenager. awful. <laughs> she was ever a ever
1: bit, went there back at Beaver High, that one chick in the
2: <laughs> yeah. illicit dice game? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> good yeah, net. that, yeah. <laughs> she was a bit thick. Good night. She was a bit healthy. I, I like some healthy and thick.
5: <clears> she, was healthy. Se- she was healthy. Uh, yeah. She no, I I didn't didn't was healthy. healthy. Yeah, she in my memoirs. Other sentences I never thought I'd be in. Girls were like that.
3: Oh i looking. Whatever. No, yeah, they, they, they went for it. They gave it their all. You know, they give it, takes an effort. Oh. You know what? This right. I a just realized bit of
1: me down at this moment. There, yeah, these girls have a little bit of me in them. Yeah. I, I just, just realized what I said and listening to you boys just now. At this moment, I was like, you know what? Loose screws and our discussion night, while yes, it is the perfect movie to solidify what we do and how much fun we have doing it, and hopefully you have fun listening to it after 100 episodes, I'm listening to. The conversations that are springing from loose screws, and I'm just like, holy shit! I spent five years of my life fucking promoting this stuff, <laughs> talking about this shit. Never saw that coming. What's wrong with that? You were having fun.
2: What's wrong with that? Loose screws breaking <laughs> away. Nothing's gonna stop me. Nothing's standing in my way. What's wrong with that? Yeah, absolutely nothing. i oh, Tut,
1: Tut's getting angry. Years. What's wrong with that? Life will spin. Oh God, Golden Monkey episode. He's gonna come at me with that ashtray. Bash <laughs> hold me over on, the on, head. Hold that. On, hold hold on, that was you. That was you. Hold on, that was you. No video. You can't prove I hate you over there. Hold with on. That train.
3: Hold, everybody, hold on. Everything's processing nicely. Okay, let's see. No, I kid. I kid. But, pulse. but
1: but I mean, it really is perfect film in a lot of ways for 100 because. Yes, we've talked about recent movies. We've gone to the theater and tap, and tackled a recent movie, or we've watched like a brand new Netflix movie that everybody's talking about. Tud, I know that's your bread and butter. You'd love it. But for me, the what's Sizemore saying? He, the action is the juice. To me, to me the action is the juice. To me, where I get most of my thrills is discovering something like Loose Screws well, or Sorceress. Or Ice Pirates or a fucking movie that's been around for decades that I didn't know existed. And I would never find them if it weren't for us doing the show. I think one of the things I don't watch movies anymore like I used to. I don't I things, don't just pull up a weird movie and I'm busy. I got kids, I got I, I this this podcast forces me to sit down and watch a movie like I used to, analytically. Camera shots, acting. I don't. I, I just click you know, channels, and I don't. I don't do that so much anymore. That, this makes me watch movies that A. I wouldn't normally watch, and B. Watch them in a way that I used to watch them, and it's a huge benefit to me. Because if we weren't doing this for the last five years, I wouldn't do that at all. So I don't know. It's kind of a, where I'm coming from it. You one know,
2: you, of the, one of the things that I appreciate is that like uh, when we watched uh, what was the movie where the guy was a ghost and he came back uh, school spirit school, school spirit. spirit all right so there was a scene in there where he was like a school spirit and he was undressing a lady it was very creepy and I I love the fact that we can look at eighties movies through the filter of today's sensibilities. And then we're like, yeah, that's a little bit wrong. Like when we were doing Ice Pirates and the dude knocked the chick up and it was like, yeah, whatever. You're like, all right, that's a little bit wrong to today's oh, sensibilities. But at the same time, I love the fact and the theme of just party. Just just have fun with this shit. I mean, we're humans. We like to have sex. We like to have just fucking fun. I, there's a part of me that just appreciates these kind of movies for what they are. Just party. Yeah.
1: If people took that approach in today's you know miserable environment where everybody's angry, everybody's pissed off, everybody's bitching about everything, and, you're and
2: there's p- a reason to be pissed of off. Of course, it's a, it's a miserable time but, to
1: be alive. But the fact is, if somebody would just take a breath and say, you know what, let's just party.
6: Yeah, here, let me throw this in in there as an outsider, because I listen to you guys, I'm not not here doing the movies, but when I listen to the movies that you guys do, it makes me want to see those movies a lot of times. Like, I'm like, huh, you know, it gives you kind of a a different appreciation for it, like, it might be a movie that you'd see, like, on Amazon Prime or something, and go and just write it off and go, oh, it's terrible, but when I've heard you guys talk about it, I'm like, well, maybe, you know, hey, hang on,
1: maybe there's a little more
6: to this, and it's a little bit more fun than I thought, and...
1: If Enough. we can shine a light on something that hasn't had a light shown on it before, mm-hmm a—that's that's, yeah. that's even better. All right, well, doctor, we're going to roll into the end of loose screws. While the loose screws are having fun at the titty bar, oh wait, I already talked about uh, Miss Mona a lot, and on the Sunset Strip. Uh, back at the strip show, the boys applaud their way into winning their friend. Nikki Knights the grand prize. The host, Cute. the strip club owner, orders all the girls to immediately be covered in whipped cream and the guys to slurp it up. Sounds a lot like scandals and clean. <laughs> uh, the whole thing reminded
2: me a hot dog, though.
1: Oh, yeah, very hot dog, especially the the, the raspy voice. Yeah. To now the you know the
2: he was very quintessential. Everybody artist. put uh, whipped cream on. It
1: was like uh, Wolfman Jack.
3: Everybody put whipped cream on. You yeah, guys got eat. but
1: he's very derogatory. Like these girls have no feelings. Don't worry about it. Like that was really Harvey Weinstein <laughs> won't be around for thirty years. <laughs> uh... <laughs> So, but while the boys are licking the whipped cream off the 1985 Tatas, Principal Arsenal shows up at the club with his hot date, Miss Mona Lot, and he ain't happy to see the loose screws there. Am I right? He's at a strip club. Come on. She walks in and takes one look around like, I don't think this is my didn't kind she, of place. Didn't she oh, well, we'll have like, a good
5: time, baby.
1: Didn't she go you like, went
2: to the pig
1: trough. She's like, the, pig, she's like the pig, pig pen. And she's like,
3: the pig pen. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. They've got the best pork chops in town. You're
2: going to have a blast here. Good luck with that. Thus said Travis Tread at every YouTube <laughs> joint that we went. They've got the best steak here. <laughs> Tut loves his porch. Oh my god, I just got sued by Travis. Durbin. Yeah, pretty much. Um, well, he sees
1: the loose screws, and that does not make him happy one bit. And then, for some reason, Miss Mona Lott suddenly decides to get up on stage, strip off our clothes, squirt whipped cream all over her knockers. Hell yeah, right? Yes. No. Go on. That didn't happen, Tut. Oh. Uh, I just made I'm that really up. Excited
5: about something new.
1: No, no, she doesn't do any of that. But it would have been really cool if she did. Thanks. Hey. And the th- and I he did he's he's like he's like oh, did that happen? Like, I took a whiz during that. Like, <laughs> did I miss that? Um, if she did do that though, would you have questioned it at all, like her motives or no, like her, her her character? Like, why
3: would Do you Mono question lot... anyone's motives? Dude, no, of today course not. not.
4: Let's Cruz.
2: go. screws breaking <laughs> away exactly so if you're at the pig pen you're having fun today <laughs> exactly
1: so the next morning principal arsenal expels all their asses for being at the titty bar that night he ordered them away from all girls remember
2: screw that screw you arsenal oh, yeah. thank you Todd.
5: that's what How? i was thinking that's an obviously very broad edict you can't go near any girl no
2: swimming pool no boobs Come on, it's college, Arsenal. What are you going to expect them to no, do? No, it's high school, summer school. Yeah, it's,
6: it's a oh, year and a half. I'm
2: it's 30 year old. A
1: college and of knowledge American. for morons. Uh, Stephen F. Austin style. As they're sitting on the beach lamenting their lot in life, uh, by the way, they all ended up tied on the point system. Sorry about the Stephen F. Austin
2: But, dude, they all actually. What a huge erection get tied!
1: It's he looked at a, a lot
2: of
3: looksies. Nobody a made, made it with looksies. nobody got nobody made it with I me. Mean, no Some one camera view
5: on one ass is five points. The man saw like ten thousand. He got asses. a lot of that yeah, beach that party was alone. Was, he's but probably but
6: somebody was scoring a lot of points at the at the yoga place
0: earlier on. What he's going to? That points? Yes. Uh,
1: yeah, E yes. That's where he got his points. I think you're right. I think uh, the little he sent that robot in somewhere and, and got to. Uh not only the uh, uh, oh and he climbed up. And that was a looksee when he was
2: spying. Look-see on.
1: I think lot when you more? see Mona lot, you didn't see her naked, but you were in her window. You get like at least eight. And po- eight the uh, for that.
2: the uh, the swimming pool where he. Oh, yeah. Dissolved yeah, all Jim, their I swimming. The, pool. All right, oh. Oh. so Hughie yeah, right. Hugh like s- Thirty chicks in there playing volleyball. g <laughs> has got the science <laughs> on his side. Yeah. Okay. Hugh okay.
1: Hughie. <laughs> Hughie. <G. laughs> Hugh uh, hey, if I release a rap album, you know my name. Hugh
2: G. Hugh, Hugh G. Hugh
1: What's your last name? Rection. Rection. Hugh
3: G. Rection and the Eatmores.
1: And the Eatmores.
3: Up on the roof.
1: Well, we want to talk record deals. Talk to my manager, Steve Hardman.
2: <laughs>
1: so the next morning... Or
3: uh, my legal representative,
6: Dr. Wadsworth. <laughs> Huge
1: $100 cigars. And he lights them with $100 bills.
6: <laughs> Why did
4: I do it? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so the next morning, Principal Arsenal expels all their asses. As they're sitting on the beach lamenting their lot in life, uh, Hugh G. erection reveals that he has an idea to get them even with that damn Arsenal. Fuck you. Yeah. Cut to the Founding father ceremony. Remember that? That was the big event coming up. We knew that was going to come play. In the school's auditorium. Oh, boy. What a finale this is. Uh, Principal Arsenault is giving a grand speech about the history of the Coxwell Academy with the boys seated in the crowd dressed in drag because he's threatened them to get arrested if they trespass, so they all come in dressed as, as women. And then, after the J. Peter Coxwell statue unveiling... I, I knew what I was getting into when I when I signed up for this. <laughs> no,
3: you did not.
1: <laughs> I was bluffing. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal after the statue is unleashed, and it, it's an identical. St- he had that little statue. This is a very big, full size statue. This film had a little bit of a budget. It did. Uh, Arsenal orders the projectionist to unleash a film outlining the history of the college. But one of the Loose Screw's babe friends has seduced the projectionist, so a hardcore <laughs> film starts playing instead. And it's a presentation sure to upset upset the uptight masses. Why you ask that, boy?
5: I do. I'll tell why? you why.
1: In the film, Arsenal is having kinky sex with Mona Lott, and a lot, lot more.
2: From the oh, camera gee. that Hugh G I thought it was the camera they dropped the in
1: the bathroom when they were spying. On, but you're right. They dropped the... They're dropping cameras all over the place. <laughs> uh, he's licking her feet. He's blow-drying her butt with a hair dryer. Is that a thing? Apparently so. Doctor?
4: This is <laughs>
3: another uh, throwback to Porky's. Because in the third Porky's movie, Porky's Revenge, they catch the is the science teacher or the principal they catch yeah. him with one of the teachers and it's the same thing like she like beats
1: him with a whip and they've got all these oh, stories Oh yeah, on yeah. It. the weird the yeah. weird uh, yeah, okay
2: well, I don't know about Porky's, but in '96 on the Travis Tritt tour, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it blow drivers were. This sounds like the yeah. most
1: degenerate yeah. fucking
3: thing in the world. It sounds man. like
1: he's talking about like he was on tour with the Clash or like the. the no, it's some like a, travis suicidal travis tendencies. It's fucking like, like travis, travis Tritt. Said, it was uh, way more than that.
6: I said, "All right, boys, and here's your blow dryer. <laughs> All
1: right, here, here you go, boys. to take that's a blow dryer. It was. Oh it's like God. your therapist is like." <laughs> Alright, who, who are you touring with? I've heard it all before. Alright guys, crystals, Johnny Roth is opening up for us tonight. And I'm, just,
2: I'm just saying that blow dryer with the fringe hanging off of it was <laughs> fucking fabulous!
5: It sounds pretty fabulous. Yeah,
3: learn a lot tonight. I'm going to need another goodnight if I'm going to hear uh, about you, Tut's uh, stories. Not, not, not yet, not that's yet, yet, not
2: that's yet.
1: That's just the way it was. That's just the way it was. that now,
3: but that's the way it was. His assless I'm so
1: buckskins. Getting,
2: I'm so getting sued. <laughs> you
1: want to know why Travis Tritt was three spots ahead of John Michael Montgomery on the 1994 country music charts? Shit like that he did what he mother. had to fucking do fucking hell is John
2: Michael <laughs> Montgomery. I'm just saying he was
1: a country guy that was big in the 90s and oh, dis- oh, disappeared because he didn't do what he had to do
5: well but you know what we have
1: to do I know what we have to do we have to finish this film okay Uh, he's licking her feet as I said he's blow drying her butt as I said <laughs> Doctor, as you say often, any port in the storm. Well, Mr. K,
3: that's actually medically correct. Any port in the storm is okay. What's <laughs> a, a medical term? Yes,
4: it's it's, it's <laughs> yes.
0: far
3: it's too inside. early to tell.
1: But my god, her butt must have been on fire. Uh. Not, have you ever had anybody blow dry your butt?
2: Okay, moving on. Mm-hmm. Hey, come mm-hmm. on and wave mm-hmm. real quick to the camera. We
1: have tonight in our audience, uh, if you watched our first ten episodes, uh, we actually had a waitress that brought our beers to the table.
5: I, Bartender would, I would lean
1: over the balcony sir. and snap at you to and bring me more beers. And she would tell you
5: promptly to go fuck yourself. You'd hear a little
1: voice say, go fuck yourself. But uh, everyone, us here. Wave to the camera. Nobody's ever blown dry in your butt. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't understand it then. I don't understand now. But Questions that seem
3: not so strange to us now seem ridiculous. Well. Love you, Nada.
1: Uh, unable to stop the film, and with the mixed audience, because there's students and faculty there, some of them are cheering the students, the faculty's, Covering their eyes. No. Uh, in disgust. Arsenault is quickly fired by J. Peter Coxwell's great great grandson. Uh, and so is. And he fires his Jezebel French teacher, Miss Mona Lott.
2: Oh, come on. How can you fire Mona?
1: She's up on screen.
2: Well, his grandson get, J. J. getting Peter her Coxwell. butt blow dried. Uh, things can't get
1: any worse for these two, am I right? Wrong. Uh, Wrong. The loose screws have rigged the statue of J. Peter Coxwell to shoot out a cloud of aphrodisiac smoke across the stage. Of course. Not only that, but it has like a, fl- like a light like, Arsenal, I've come for you. And then it shoots out this big cloud it's of like smoke. It's like Bacchus
3: from the Old Caesar's Palace. Yeah,
1: the Old Caesar's Palace thing where like Bacchus the... I am
3: Bacchus, <laughs> the lord of Baccharelia.
1: Uh, it shoots out a cloud of... Elvis
3: Costello sucks.
1: Uh, Spanish <laughs>
3: Why do I shout like Sean Connery? <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know. What's it called? Spanish Fly? The Spanish Fly. It shoots out a cloud of Spanish Fly across the stage, which imme- immediately makes Hilda Von Blow and a stuffy librarian sexually assault Arsenal, which he seems okay with, uh, while Miss Mona Lott tears off her clothes and dances around naked on stage. That was the end of Screwball's Purity Bush... Gets naked and starts against her will. Yeah, it a uh, magnet. Yeah, the magnet ripped off her her dress. Mm. Uh, <coughs> if we hadn't seen her naked in the shower, this would be like the mm. penultimate moment. Yeah, right. uh, it, was, it was
2: nuanced, Fritz. It was very I'm, much I'm, like I, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Like Godfather Two. Hey. Again.
5: <laughs> well, <this. laughs> maybe they listen to some focus groups after watching original screwballs. I don't think. What it- would you like to see more of? <laughs> I want to see more of the hot chick naked. Yeah, we we'll that to you in the first. Yeah, three, there are very few minutes.
3: rules I live by in life, but I, I, there's one of them I'm gonna go with here that nobody involved any in the Screwballs franchise in any capacity and did anything with a focus group.
5: <laughs> it can happen. You don't know. You don't know who that focus I group I don't.
3: Was. You're right. I don't know. I would wager strongly on it.
1: Well, uh, much like Spock taught us in. Uh, Star Trek two, The Wrath of Khan. Revenge is a dish wrath of Khan. The wrath the of, of, <laughs> Roth! Roth of Khan. The David Lee Roth of David Khan. That's another good name. Roth The wrath of Khan. The David Lee Roth of Khan. David Lee Roth Khan. Copyright 2019 <laughs> Tuesday Night Cigar Club. Skim the new, skip the doo doo. What a weirdo. Uh
3: wait, me or Roth. But no, uh
1: <laughs> Roth. Roth Roth. But no, uh, like Spock taught us in Wrath of Khan, revenge is a dish best served topless. I think he said that.
5: The, yeah, sure. Not pretty sure, accurate. accurate. Actually.
1: Hey, they asked uh, Hugh G. Raction to get even with Arsenal, and
5: dude, he's fired, He's humiliated. Jesus. Once again, how did he find the time to... <laughs> Are you still laughing at you, d yeah,
3: It just gets funnier and funnier. <laughs> how
5: did he find the time where the tools... Welcome, undergraduates, to Cornell University. ...to statue.
3: Here's huh. the Marvin Eatmore School oh, no. of Biological
1: Science. That's a great point you brings up.
5: They had like ten
1: minutes with that statue... It's a statue. It was it's like molded was again, from they whatever. Are the A-team.
2: He talks Hugh. like his mouth moves. Hugh, he's shooting stuff. Hugh is a genius.
3: He's again. If they had applied their knowledge to actual studies, I wouldn't be in summer school. Oh 12, they would have 12, gone to Cornell and a half grade. or, in their case, it would have been cornhole it would have been Cornell. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I matriculated
1: at Brown University. <laughs> mm-hmm. You you really associated with a lot with huge erection, correct?
2: Science nerd, I loved him.
1: Okay, um, so here's where we're at.
3: Everything's good. Everything's good. He's alive, alive and well.
1: She's up on stage, dancing her ass off, tearing her clothes off uh, in her negligee, and then boom, just like that. So Arsenal and her are toast. They're fired. They're gone. Everybody's happy. Just like that, our heroes are now up on a stage, but I think it's a different stage. It doesn't matter. As they've suddenly formed a rock band and they play us out to a real toe tapper called Screw It. That's the the, it's the kind of Revenge of the Nerds thing. <laughs> it is. You got Brad singing. You've
2: got uh, all right, first of all, Steve everybody. Hardman on bass. First of all, with all the shit about Hugh G. Of course he's playing the fucking piano. I thought you'd like
1: that. You're a piano
2: player. No, that's what I'm saying. I identify with Hugh G because I was a piano player, and he's playing the piano now.
1: Uh, yeah, that guy's a real loser. Uh, he
2: loves to tickle those ivories.
3: Oh, he's tickling them. He is tickling. You know, them. you that's the way you get to Carnegie
5: Eatmore Hall. Eatmore on the drums
3: and, and tickle dude, those ivories.
1: Nothing he is doing on those drums sounds like the song. Like he's got the hi hat going, but there's no cymbals. It's like it's just clearly like, hey guys, pretend like you're playing the song, and they just. Um, although
6: you can't you're not hearing the song you No, any, like you're playing anymore you is wearing
1: it. like a sweet like black unitard and a Panama hat which if we
5: ever do a video I'm totally <laughs> getting, I'm totally getting that the unitards are always
1: um, in fashion it is and and they just rock out to this song called Screw It and it is literally and I don't know if I've ever said this in a hundred episodes the perfect end to the perfect film
3: and credits roll
1: and the credits roll and it's over and it was beautiful I love this oh, movie this might be my favorite movie of all time of
3: it's, all a great, it's a great it's a great time capsule it has everything mid-80s. I love in movies it's a great time capsule from the mid 80's it captures everything uh, obviously very cheaply made but they, they I mean in some ways it looked cheap in some ways it didn't the energy was there. The actual
1: film itself looked pretty good.
3: The energy was there, the enthusiasm was there. Uh great. A bunch music. of no name
1: actors who gave it their all, and you know what? They're probably okay with hey, we never made another movie, but we had that. We have this memory. Yeah. Uh man, I loved. I love loose screws. Amen. Five
3: thumbs
1: up? <laughs> uh the beer? The centennial IPA, five thumbs up? I think we I'll all give it that. like that yeah. Yeah. the goodnight and of course still working on it but yeah it's a damn fucking good beer it is uh, Not you want to try it <clears throat> it's really good which one is that it's the goodnight the Oscar Blues goodnight it's so wonderful it's our favorite beer in the 100 episodes I'm
6: going to give a thumbs up on smoking
1: a $100 cigar too oh my god <coughs> let's separate this you know what thumbs up on smoking a $100 cigar yeah
4: fuck
1: yeah the actual hundred dollar cigar. <laughs> I got four sideways thongs. Uh Man, you never know till you try it. Um, like I said, I'm there are some hundred cigar, hundred dollar cigars that I would love to try. Steve Sacco's got a unicorn. Um, he's the blender of some of my favorite smokes of all time. So I'd love to, but but he's very transparent about it. like, this is what why it costs this. I'm not making any money on this. It's a pure Kind of passion project.
2: I love, I love how Sokka approaches his hundreds, hundred <laughs> cigars, unicorn. Just, I wanted to create the most expensive cigar imaginable. He's
1: flat out ostentatious. Like, and so I, wanna I blend went and just with no restrictions, and I gave like, this is what it fucking costs. Yeah. And he loves it when people like, you know, you got a kid, you, your kids born or a wedding, and you're like, hey. Yeah. Toasting thing.
6: If you're a, if you're a really rich guy, yeah. And you passed out some Cohibas, those Cohibas, to your friends and said, "Yeah, that's a hundred dollar cigar." But you're rich enough that it doesn't matter. They would smoke that cigar and go, "Okay, it's you know hundred dollar cigar." They wouldn't be. They, they wouldn't, wouldn't even be, think about it. Right. They wouldn't think about it, and they wouldn't be disappointed. Yeah. They go, "Yeah, that's a good cigar."
1: Um. The. The price did not, obviously, for all of us, meet the value. Um, but everybody was really excited about smoking a $100 cigar, so...
2: Fuck yeah, yeah I can right claim right. I smoked a $100 cigar.
1: We got something out of it. Uh, Tut, give us some links.
2: All right, so uh, join us on Instagram at tncc_podcast. underscore podcast. Twitter at TNCC uh whatever we don't really i do. knew this was a risky uh, really? request at this point uh, <laughs> whatever uh, join us the on youtube tuesday night cigar club it. join us on facebook tuesday night uh, cigar club what if
1: somebody wants to buy some
2: cigars if you want to buy some cigars go to the tuesday night cigar dot com website click on the famous smoke shop, shop banner. banner and then click that and then if you spend like a hundred bucks you know Enter the hey, uh, profile. You, you buy one of these
1: cigars, put in TNCC 20, it costs you 80 bucks. Yeah, exactly. You
2: get 20 bucks back. That's a 20% Man. discount. It's a damn mean, good discount. And I will have to say uh, this uh, when it comes to. Uh, lovable characters that we have gone through in our entire uh, filmography over a 100 episodes. We talked about Drunk Dad. We talked about the guy uh, the real estate agent. And by law, I gotta tell you that a 100 people were killed in this episode. Don't forget Mad Dog uh, from Bikini Summer. Mad Dog from Bikini Summer, but the most, the most influential character that we have Covered in our filmography in a hundred episodes has got to be the doctor from Sleepaway Camp. Our own Mincy.
1: He wasn't the doctor until we fucking met the doctor. Do you remember the doctor's original thing? My God. Every nerve ending in his
3: body must be on fire. The pain he must be in. I My God, I just can't even imagine
1: it. Doctor, do you think he'll his face has been completely dissolved by a scalding water? Do you think he'll ever see again? I'm afraid it's far too early to tell. That little <laughs> character actor who had two minutes of screen time up We're here. It bore this. Well, look, folks, uh, we tend to to go a little uh, off-script when we have a special guest, especially when we're up here at O'Brien's Irish Probe in downtown Historic Temple, Texas. Uh, I really think we did loose screws justice. I
2: think we did. We did it like nobody else fucking
1: does. Nobody else has ever talked about loose screws like we do. Um... Nada, it was good seeing you tonight.
5: <laughs> it was good seeing Great to see Nada. Always great to see Nada. Flashback
1: to uh, times gone by. Um, Cody, you did not fall asleep tonight. No, he didn't. Which Proud is awesome.
5: I can keep it under control. I and, it, and if we hurry, we can buy a drink at the bar. <laughs> uh, sure, that's true. That's uh, true. Yeah. No. We need to hurry up. We have 25 minutes.
1: We got 25 minutes till the bar closes, so we're we're good. Uh Maybe a sampler platter. Substitutions? With substitutions.
5: <laughs> yeah, you
1: can get substitutions.
4: Oh, oh yeah. Blue screws no, no, no. breaking away. If
1: you want
5: substitutions, no. get them today. He's
1: not He's not done. He's going to say, up your
5: ass. <laughs> he knows me. He knows me. I, he the wasn't man gonna, knows. He's <laughs> not knows. done
1: talking. Uh, I'm going to just talk a little more till Fritz gets out the bathroom because I want him to be here when we uh, send this thing off. I'm going to try the uh, car. Did you like it?
4: Yeah, Um was oh. nice. Okay. Um,
1: 100 episodes, boys. Man.
2: Uh. I absolutely love it. Uh, one of the weird things that I think about in my head is that hundred 100, 100 years from now when people unearth the archives of the TNCC, Uh and they're talking about the wiener shot from Nomads, they're like, these boys encapsulate what movies were like in their era.
3: That's very optimistic, Tut. A hundred years from now, the world will be uninhabitable. (laughs) Steve... He's a doctor. 12, He's a man of
1: science. We we uh, the Steve Saka of Dunbar, kid. He once said something that I always, it always kind of stuck in my back pocket. He said, You know what? These boys do a deep dive. And I always love that phrase. Uh, we do do a deep dive. Wasn't that the name of a cross street in Luz Cruz? Deep Dive Avenue? Deep Dive Boulevard. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but no, he. you know what, he said, you know what it <laughs> was,
2: it These wasn't guys do a, a Meet me at Wadsworth and Deep Dive
1: We don't go light, we go big Whether <clears> it's cigar, <throat> the beer, the movie We, we jump yeah, in And we beer. don't uh, stop until It needs to be stopped And I think about Generally long after it should be stopped
6: You went big tonight with a $100 cigar
2: No, fuck that shit uh no, robot no 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 Oh god is this about robot jobs again that. No fuck that No fuck no. that no. robot robot ninja Robot ninja uh, King Cobra oh, I mean sorceress Oh King Cobra is a great pirate
3: So we go off We we
2: you know, take yeah. shit <laughs> that no, everybody right. like yeah, dismisses <laughs> and we're like right, no so
6: so like, King Cobra had Pat Morita Morita
1: come on It had Eric Estrada as a gay microbrewery owner
2: Come
5: on Corny Ann's.
2: Courtney Gaines as yeah, a out. deranged scientist. <laughs> Come on, Netflix ain't showing you this. Listen,
1: uh, we've hopefully introduced you to some really cool flicks. I forgot about King Cobra. I totally that was a great that was a great episode. Um, movie or
2: the malt liquor? They had all five. Both. They had all five craft beers. They had all five. No, that was a Peach Pit. That was Peach Pit.
1: know. Which, by the way, premieres August 9th on uh, Fox. Boys, uh, it's been really uh, special. Thank you for uh, 100 episodes, man. It's no joke.
6: 100 episodes. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: Uh, it's Fritz, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you.
6: Thank you. Uh, Thanks ne- for having me.
1: Next time we see you, we'll hopefully be at the Bon Air. The
6: Bon Air. Austin. in Austin two North, hamburgers in their, <laughs> Jesus Christ
1: there'll
3: be, there'll be the VIP Tut Corner
1: he's gonna be an issue for
6: we, you we have a little place called Tut's Corner uh, <laughs> don't Prince make, is don't, like it's not really no, VIP not, it's just kind of s- Tut's <laughs>
3: place uh, we, don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't let him out of there we don't, don't let anyone else enable him
1: <laughs> in. don't make him feel special it never ends well uh, but no uh, this was a really cool thing so uh, thank you everybody thank you for 100 episodes thank you for joining us uh,
2: 100 episodes! I yeah. have nothing else to say. Absolutely.
1: Except one thing. May the wings of liberty never lose a feather. our motherfuckers.
0: To learn more about the time, I reached a milestone myself in the parking lot behind the Buckeye Village Market in my mother's 1982 Chevy Malibu station wagon, please read my ebook, Before the Man Demands It Be Removed from the Internet, entitled Is That a tire Jack Poking Me Up the Ass or Are You Just Really Horny? by Keith A. Howell. Spoiler alert, I was just really, really horny. So horny. Oh, summer nights. Uh, why do I share these things again? Well... It's cheaper in therapy, and I'm just happy to be back. So in the meantime, to learn more about the cigars and libations enjoyed on tonight's episode, you can visit www.cigarworld.com and www.foundersbrewing.com. For more on O'Brien's Irish Pub, the live music leader in Central Texas, please visit o'briensimple.com and download their free smartphone app, where you'll find full beer listings including over 40 on tap, menu information, and a calendar of upcoming live events. To listen and purchase music heard on tonight's program check out www.fritzbeermusic.com thank you for listening to the Tuesday night cigar club podcast this is Keith a Howell saying until next time friends unless we see you sooner at the pub so keep it smoky and for God's sake keep it ballsy as well
6: I get up, go to work get drunk go to sleep I get up go to work get drunk go to sleep I